G'day humans, Chris Hunter here, just a quick little introduction. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, so uh, my voice may not sound as good as it uh, normally does on these shows. Uh, so today's podcast will be the first two hours, and then as we mentioned uh, throughout this podcast, there's an additional two-hour show, roughly, uh, that will be edited and tacked on the end of this one. As a little bonus, uh, we go through what sort of happened between our time off on that one. Uh, we hope you enjoy. G'day humans, welcome to another edition of Wrestling All Style with myself, Chris Fader, and my excellent co-host, Rudy is Alex. I suppose it's been a little while, so uh, first things first, happy birthday, mate. Uh, what WrestleMania are you now? I, I was anticipating this... Um question but yes i'm now wrestlemania 33 most remembered for john john cena remember uh proposing to nikki bella oh no Uh, oh is that the mixed tag with him and maurice uh miss and maurice against him and nikki obviously i could say the hardy boys return but that's too obvious one of the last truly good WrestleMania sets. So good. Looked so dangerous, though. Like, if someone accidentally slid off on the side, they would die. <laughs> I thought you meant if uh, somebody did a Shane McMahon and climbed up the roller coaster part, but uh, I guess oh, that, too. <laughs> that would have been sweet, though. Isn't that like a... a oh, what pay-per-view is that? It's him and Blackman in a hardcore match. SummerSlam 2000. So underrated. Yeah. I always bring up SummerSlam 2000 as you and your family bought that pay-per-view and I borrowed the VHS from you. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so WrestleMania 33, as is the tradition on this show, talking about what happened on that show. <laughs> well, I don't think oh we had, we've had the chance to talk about you being WrestleMania 34. Mm. No, I suppose we haven't either. Uh, as I have a look at that, is that a WrestleMania fleur de leaf? Yes. <laughs> when we went through our phase of Vince not wanting it to be the granddaddy of them all anymore and got sick of numbers, so we started uh, using yeah. emojis. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look here. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Matt Hardy winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my God. I, yeah, I'm looking at this. You remember Jinder Mahal winning the US title? That's the uh, four-way match where in the program it's got vacant, but they post Rusev's face over vacant's face. <laughs> <laughs> One of Kurt Angle's last great matches. Ronda's debut. Yeah, that actually was a good match. Who can forget the classic that Taker and Cena had? That was disappointing. (laughs) Ah, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. (laughs) That was a thing. It Uh, most certainly was. uh, Yes, yes. I mean, was this like the last time they did Brock and Raymond... uh, Brock and Roman before this past year? I think so, yeah. 
Oh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> they might have done it again. Yeah, uh, looking back at that card, not a lot that jumps out at me other than, yeah, Ronda having an all right match. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was an AJ Nakamura. That was a really good match. Yeah, just the wrong outcome. And then the follow-up to it just dragged on for too long, and it was just yeah. dick punch city. Yeah, and let's not forget the whole me no speak English portion of that feud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 33? Anything oh. else to add from that? I mean, there's one uh, match in particular. I mean, you can talk about... On the pre-show, Dean Ambrose defending the IC title against Baron Corbin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, you can talk about Austin Aries being on the pre-show. <laughs> the greatest man who ever lived and also doesn't wrestle anymore. Uh Obviously, you got to talk about the Bray Wyatt maggots on the ring canvas match. Ahead of his time. Oh, God. I mean, give that match in 2021 in a cinematic era, that works. Yeah. But then they just did too much with the cinematic stuff and it just didn't work anymore in that era. Oh, yeah. WWE went a bit far with it. With, with Bray. Just Bray. Yeah. I mean, oh. they burnt him alive. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. They fucking burned him alive. Oh. There is a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, forgetfulness when it comes to the Bray White characters I'm now remembering. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, man. I suppose uh, continuing on the track of uh, WWE, <laughs> uh, we have Survivor Series War Games coming up this uh, this weekend as we speak. Uh, are you excited for that? Somewhat. So um, this weekend, this is slightly off topic, but I'm going to be away all weekend because I've got my first rep tournament representing Wodonga and 10-pin bowling, and we're going to Melbourne. We're going to Capital City. Yeah, so we've got a big tournament in Melbourne that goes from Friday to Sunday. Um, so, yeah. Making a bit of local wrestling while you're down there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If I had the f- bloody chance, I found out last night the bloody itinerary for this thing. You'd think we're a bloody traveling fucking... You'd think we're bloody Man United traveling away to a Champions League game because we've got bloody team meetings, team lunches, team brunches. <laughs> like, team recovery for fucking 10-pin bowling? Yep, got to put that, uh, that throwing arm in ice. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do they want me to do? Anyway... I, I only signed up for it so I could get it out of Wodonga and get shit-faced for a weekend, but whatever. <laughs> I guess um, not. I guess we're gonna, I'm going to have to actually be serious. So uh, 
I'm not exactly sure if I'll be able to watch Survivor Series live because there's a good chance I'll be completely wrecked or I might still be on my way home on Monday. So we'll do another late recording is what you're telling me next week. Good chance. Yeah, good <laughs> chance. Uh, so the two main war game matches to uh, preview here, we've got the uh, the men's war game. So that sees Braun, Brutes, Sheamus, Rich Holland and Butch, along with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens on one team, taking on team, uh, taking on the team of the Bloodline. So that's Roman, Solo, Jimmy and Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn. I don't hate the teams. Like, obviously, the Bloodline makes sense as a team. The Brawl and Brutes with Drew McIntyre makes a lot of sense. And throwing Kevin Owens in there, the guy who's always like, fight Owens, fight, blah, 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 with the other guys that just like to fight. It's, they're logical teams. I like it. Yeah, and you've also said there's uh, hints there of where they could go in the future with uh, Kevin uh, reali- uh, making Sammy realise he's not really part of the bloodline and challenging for either the... Roman's title or the Uso's tag titles with uh, Kevin. Exactly, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, so on the women's war game side, I really like the men's, I'll just say that quickly. Uh, the women's team, so we have Team Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, along with Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley, taking on the team of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, who's recently returned, and a uh, person to be announced. The big rumour is Sasha. I don't hate it, but I'd be thinking, wouldn't you put Sarah Logan in here? Well, Sarah Logan is back, but she's a heel, and oh, they yeah. need a baby face. So I'm thinking, like, if you were to pick anyone from their current roster, I wouldn't hate seeing, like, a Raquel Rodriguez-Gonzalez get thrown in there. Because she's done the NXT once before. Yeah, and doing a thing with her and Rhea is always, like, having her be the counteract to Rhea would be great. Yeah, they do sort of need another... Big lady on that side. They've got. They got Bianca, but. Yeah. But, you know, she's kind of the star power, not the muscle. That's um, true, too. Yeah, so like Bianca's kind of paired up with Bailey. Alexa and Oscar are paired up with Dakota and EO. I guess Rhea's paired up with Mia because of the Judgment Day versus. Um, the OC thing. Oh, so yeah. I guess they need someone to pair up with Nikki Cross. You know how long Judgment Day's been feuding with AJ Styles? <laughs> Since after Mania. No, no. Since before WrestleMania. It was Edge and AJ at WrestleMania. Oh, my God, because, yeah, Edge was Judgment Day. I forgot all about it. Yep, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I like the women's team. I must say, because we didn't get a chance to speak about it, 
Nikki Cross, final 24-7 champ. Yeah. Um, she Alundra blazed that bitch. She threw it into the trash can, but she missed. <laughs> Did you see that? And Dick, uh, I think it's Bailey looks behind her and just sees it laying on the ground and tries not to break. And Dakota's there just going, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, big Damo, Nikki's husband, <laughs> tweeted out, she, she's never been good at basketball. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just staring at the roof with this blank stare. So it's not as if she's looking at the bin when no, she puts she- it in. It was a no look. It was and a no it's look. over her shoulder, and it's just one take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I suppose the, uh, there's two more things I want to touch on from WWE before we move elsewhere. Uh, Austin Fury losing money in the bank. Good. Never <laughs> should have had it. Yeah, I agree, but uh, you're but, in the position, um, again, but... of both titles gone before Survivor Series. Both uh, briefcases. Yeah, that's fine. Especially if the rumor is true about Triple H wanting to bring back money in the bank to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. the, and what bring back King of the Ring as a pay per view instead? Oh, just you know another pay per view because the rumor is that they want to get rid of all the themed pay per views. Get rid of most of the themed pay-per-views. Yeah, so there's one more Elimination Chamber to come, and that's going to be the last one. Yeah, my problem with the um, the theme pay-per-views has always been, oh, it's October, we've got to have Hell in a Cell match because that's the name of the pay-per-view, not this feud is so intense it calls for a Hell in a Cell. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It bastardizes every feud it's involved with and the gimmick itself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I have no issue with that. All right, so let's dissect this Austin Theory thing because they've fucking ruined him if he was ever to have a a chance at being successful after this. It's going to take a lot of work because they made him look like a fucking dickhead I I can't remember if he posted this on socials or somebody else pointed this out saying Fury's realised he's got no chance of beating Roman when Roman's got like five guys out there with him including Paul Heyman Yeah. so he's gone well both world titles are taken I'm going to challenge for a a mid-card title Seth is the main title on Raw because that's the US title I'll challenge him and nope. And it, this is where it's stupid. He chal- he cashed in on an open challenge. He could have just accepted the open challenge and kept his briefcase. Also true. Good point. Yeah, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, yeah. Uh, I honestly think he should have cashed it in on Bron Breaker. I don't hate that idea. He should have cashed it in and won the NXT title. And we have seen the precedent before where in a, a Royal Rumble, Charlotte won and challenged Rhea, who was NXT Women's Champ at the time. Yeah, exactly. So 
it would have been a cool thing. You get the belt off Bron. Bron's probably more ready for the main roster than Theory is, in my opinion. So then you can just do a swap swap around with those two. You take the belt off Bron. You, you hypothetically debut him at the Rumble, and Theory's on NXT for a bit. But no, they missed the boat on that. Would you say that Bron is more ready for the main roster than Austin, in your theory? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't say that anymore, no. Um. Oh, man. Uh, last little bit of WWE stuff to uh, touch on, unless Alex has something that I've uh, jumped over here. WWE Network comes to Foxtel. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, so cancel those network subscriptions after... After Survivor Series, are they closing down the network in Australia or is it going to be both or how is this working? Do you have any idea? I have not a faintest idea. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to work. Because I've tried looking for it and all I can see is um, is uh, the network is like coming as its own channel on Foxtel and Raw and SmackDown will continue to air on Fox 8 and... I don't know if it's an extra cost. I don't know if I have to sign up for a WWE Network account using the Foxtel account. They yeah. said something about it being on Foxtel Go. I don't know if that's just a channel or if Foxtel Go now has part of the WWE Network in there. Yeah. So uh, be interesting to see what happens over the next little while. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I guess uh, that bastard uh, was it cannibalizes main event if they're going to start airing uh, the pay-per-views on this uh, WWE Network channel. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> All you're going to have left on there is, uh, is uh, let's see, pretty much UFC and the occasional boxing pay-per-view. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, anything else from WWE to touch on? Ah, my conspiracy theory. Yeah. Vince is silently back in charge again. That's not as crazy as you think, because remember, Dixie Carter didn't put Vince Russo back in power in a TNA and lied to the Spike executives about that. So uh, I won't be surprised, but I don't think, uh, oh, who is it? Oh, was it Russo who emailed it to um, Mike, someone of PW Insider instead of Mike, Mike today? Johnson. Yeah. Mike Johnson, yes. Yep. Um, so, did it again. <laughs> so I feel like Vince took over Raw this week. I watched a bit of it. Uh, we saw things such as Akira Tozawa's funny, crazy Asian man. Ha, ha, ha. Johnny Gargano's got a new theme song. I didn't think his music could get any worse. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, they've changed his theme song. And then he got beat by Omos. And then they renamed Mayor Yim for some unknown reason. Oh, I'm sorry. What is it now? So I just saw that... Um, I just saw online which is why I remember to talk about this, that she's been renamed again since Raw. 
So it, she got changed to Mishin, which is cra- uh, Korean for crazy. And then I just saw online that they renamed her back to Mia Yim because the fan backlash was horrible. Mia Yim is... Okay, I'm just having a look through this uh, quick article here that I've found uh, since you mentioned that. Inkraya Michin, apologies if I've butchered that, which I probably had, means crazy. Okay, mm. we're calling the Asian lady crazy because we don't already do that enough in commentary when Asuka speaks. Yeah, or... The fucking promo battle from a couple of weeks ago with EO Sky and Asuka. Just them screaming gibberish at each other and everyone laughing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If that was on AEW, the fans would be more respectful of that. If it was... If the stuff they've been doing in WWE with Asian people was on AEW... AEW would get a lot worse backlash because people expect better. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> if they had two wrestlers speaking in their native tongue in an in-ring promo, I think the fans would respect it a lot more. Yes. what I meant. Yes. If they're going to book bullshit and belittle people because of their race, then yes, they'd get more backlash. <laughs> yes. Uh Anything else from uh, WWE? I think that just about covers it. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think we've even had a chance to... Did we review Crown Jewel? Yeah, we did. I'm going to splice that in at the end of this show. We are... Yes. We... For those unaware, we did uh, do a taping when we first came back, and I haven't got around to edit it as nicely as I'd like, so I think I'll just... Splice it in the end of this one. You'll get a nice big bonus show today. Yeah, uh, so Logan Paul is out for probably a year now. Ooh. ACL, love... MCL, LCL. MCL, LCL, ACL. Yep. Pretty much his entire knee. Lateral, mediate, and um, what's the other one? Ulterior. Uh, well, go big or go home, I guess. And that was a hell of a match, too. I love Roman's trash talking where he's got him in, like, a some sort of press or he's got him in, like, some sort... Oh, I think it's a chokehold. He's got, no, YouTube is here ever again. And Bogan's got, no, you don't mean that. Yeah. And, he's, <laughs> and, and Roman's like, tell all your YouTubers to come get it. And Logan's like, you don't want the heat. You don't want that smoke. And Roman, Roman Reigns is like, come on, KSI. Come on, Mr. Beast. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Beast fucking doing a match against Roman Reigns. I mean. I, I wrestled against Roman Reigns for, for 30 minutes, and here's how I gave away $5 million. <laughs> The guy is very smart with what he does. I'll give him that. Although, somebody who's not very smart with what they do. (laughs) NWA, hard times free. Did you happen to catch? 
I didn't watch it. I heard all about it. <laughs> okay, I did catch this. I um, I was recently listening to uh, Sunday Night's main event. They did an interview with Nick Aldis the Sunday before, and he's talking up the pay-per-view. And right as that sh- uh, show, like the podcast, finished, I'm like, oh, Aldis is not going to be at uh, Hard Times, it seems. <laughs> No. Oh boy. So, um, uh, ball out there between Otis and uh, one William Patrick Corgan. Yep. Uh, something's something's brewing there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think there's really too much to touch on in terms of NWA. It is a lot of the uh, the same stuff we uh we always see, but uh. Touching on the uh, the main event here, we saw for the uh, for Trevor Murdoch's NWA World Heavyweight Championship in a freeway match against Matt Cardona, your boy, and Tyrus. Who should emerge victorious? But Tyrus, fucking Tyrus. What the hell are they thinking? To your Dusty Rose, to your Ric Flair's. And they can all Brodus Clays. <laughs> and they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, isn't the whole thing with the TV champ Lucky Seven and then he gets a shot at the uh, the world title? Isn't that what yeah. they've done? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... From what, from the one hand, it is smart because it's more publicity because Tyrus has his Fox News show. Yeah, so I what see sort of publicity are you getting there? That's the other side of the coin. Do you want that kind of publicity for your show? Oh, boy. But uh, I'm looking at some of the other stuff on here. Maxim Parler had a match. Oh, yeah. The talk when Sarah Logan made her return, and it's pretty much everyone making the same joke. Hey, can we have Maxi Impala? WWE. We have Maxi Impala at home. And then it's like Maxi Impala at home. It's an image of the new Sarah Logan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, you look very much like her. Let's see how this pans out. <laughs> yeah. Anything else from uh, NWA? Are you still. Fuck watching? no. Fuck no. No? Not a uh, chance. No, that show's just. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. It, it, it is on hard times. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, very aptly named pay-per-view for Brodus Clay winning your world title. Did you happen to catch Impact Wrestling Presents Overdrive? I I didn't. I didn't know about this one either. In the shadows of Cornette Castle, coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky. Of course. <laughs> uh Oh, boy. Um, so they're doing this thing at the moment with um, Mickey James. She's announced if she loses, if she's uh, pinned or submitted, she'll retire. So they're right. calling it Mickey James's last rodeo. I think she's up to match eight going into this pay-per-view. Right. She bet Chelsea Green on TV, and Chelsea Green said that she was going home and disbanding Vex, which was her tag team with uh, Deanna Parazzo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they've vacated the uh, X Division title because Frankie Kazarian won. He called in uh, enacted option C for against Josh Alexander at this pay per view. Yeah. 
standout matches for me on here, uh, on the pre-show main event, the Guns against uh, Bullet Club America, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, uh, really good match. The Guns are now number one contenders for the Impact titles. They're also the current uh, New Japan Strong Tag Team champs. Yep. Uh, Bullet Club, they're uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay going over to Japan for uh, Super Junior Tag League. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Mickey James beat Taylor Wilde in her career threatening match. Um, went 12 minutes. Impact uh, commentary uh, is uh, the former Aiden English, the former, uh, what's he now, Tom Heffernan, formerly of WWE. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just trying to think of English's new name, Drama King, Matt Rewalt. Jeez, yeah. I don't know how I pulled that out of the back of my pocket. Um, but yeah, Mickey James, Taylor Wilde, they were talking up. Uh, when Taylor Wilde joined Impact, Mickey James wasn't here. And then when Mickey James came back, Taylor Wilde left. So it's a first time meeting. Yeah. Uh, your boys lost their Impact title challenge. That's uh, the major players losing to the champs, Heath and Rhino. The one thing that irks me about Trey Miguel. You know how on his entrance he has the spray paint and he does his um logo? Yeah. To the video wall? Dude needs to practice that more. He is still out of sync with it. Oh, uh, he was out of sync when I used to watch it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it's the uh, tournament final for the vacated X Division Championship against Black Taurus. Really good match here, as are most X Division matches. Comes down to sort of the closing moments. Trey pulls out a spray can, but yeah. um, he doesn't have the whole can. He sort of has the cap in his hand, and the ref takes it away from him. So he pulls the can out from behind him, sprays it in Black Taurus's face, and gets a pin for victory to become the new X Division champ, turning heel in the process. Nice. Uh, last two matches on the card saw Masha Slamovich challenging Jordan Grace, the Impact Knockouts champion, to a last knockout standing match goes 21 minutes and Jordan Grace wins uh, after like a big, um, oh, was it? Um, not muscle buster. What's her finishing move? I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's like some sort of carry. So she did a carry off the uh, ring apron into a table set up ringside, drove Marsha through. She gets to her feet at nine. Marsha can't get up. Her knee sort of buckles under her because she's just come back from a knee injury. So they played into that a bit yeah. throughout the match. And uh, your main event for the Impact Knockouts title goes 32 minutes. Heavy Metal Rebel, Frankie Kazarian challenging Josh Alexander, and Josh here gets the win. Sort of sign of respect between both men post-match. Uh, Frankie leaves the ring to Josh. Out comes Bully Ray. Won his match earlier against Moose. He's still got the uh, call your shot gauntlet. Says to Josh, I said I was going to Shake your hand and tell you when I'm going to call my shot. And I'm calling my shot for Hard to Kill, which is the January pay-per-view. Yeah. Looks him in the eye, shakes his hand, you know, and then Josh is out celebrating ringside. Bully's gone back, or has he? Because he is hit from behind by Bully Ray. Bully lays out Josh, cable ties him to the ring ropes, pulls Josh's wife into the ringside area and goes to do a bully bum on the concrete and tells Josh to hand Bully his title, and then he sort of poses with it and walks off, and uh, 
Josh is sort of there cowering by ringside with his wife as Bully walks off. My God. And I love earlier in the night because Bully's been playing this baby face the whole time. And yeah. he said, and he said just so casually, do you know who I am? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's hell Bully Ray. Because uh, everyone's been telling Josh, you know, don't trust him. He's not a changed man. And Bully, like even Dreamer's been going, you know, he... And Dreamer went earlier on in the show telling him, you know, this is a man who piled drive Bueller and broke her neck. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. When Impact does stuff right with all the little details sprinkled throughout, they yeah. do it right. But this is a pay-per-view in an arena that just looks like the Impact Zone. And it's like, oh, come on. And also, like, they might be doing this storyline right, but still, it's Bully Ray, and it's 2022. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, goodness. Uh, for me, I enjoyed uh, Overdrive, but it's not anything I'd say you need to buy if you don't have Impact Plus. Yeah. It's a fine little, oh, I'll put this on to, uh, to watch uh, two, three hours of wrestling. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, did you happen to catch... I suppose we can touch on... Uh, what do you want to go to next? New Japan or AEW? I think AEW comes first before the New Japan news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to touch on a Ricky the Dreamboat before we talk AEW then? Because I was going to talk about when we talked about the, uh, the NWA... About him coming out of retirement for one match? Yep. That's uh, yeah. this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? I I'm actually incredibly out of the loop on wrestling news outside of, like, what I watch. So, yeah. So who's his opponents? Uh, hang on. I'll see if I can zoom in on the poster here for you. So we have Big Time Wrestling Presents Return of the Dragon... Sunday, 27th November, sees Ricky the Dragon Steamboat along with his partners FTR versus Jay Lethal as Black Machismo, a mystery partner, and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson in their corner. The Rock and Roll Express will take on the Briscoe Brothers. Matt Hardy will take on Crowbar. Okay, what? Also appearing Kane, the Steiner Brothers, Lex Luger, Teddy Long, Ron Simmons... Uh, and the Boogie Jam Invitational Battle Royale. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a whole heap of nostalgia that I would actually enjoy, even if the wrestling's trash. It is 15 bucks on fight. Yeah, I might. Oh, yeah, maybe like after my my extensive bowling recovery session, I might chuck it on. Well, there's um, a uh, free show package that also involves the other two sh um, shows this weekend for 25 bucks. So the other one, you see FTR versus Rock and Roll Express or FTR versus Pillman Jr. and Arn Anderson as the two main events. I think Brock Anderson. <laughs> no, not Arn. Well, um, oh, I said Arn. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that sounds all right. I love the touch of 
Ricky Steamboat versus Black Machismo. Come on, that's just brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. That'll yeah. be fun. I wonder, I wonder who the mystery partner will be. Somehow it'll be fucking Jeff Jarrett again. <laughs> the fucking cockroach of professional wrestling. Just fucking sneaking through the cracks into every promotion this past year. I mean, somebody should uh, ring up Monero, see if he could come out for World Series Wrestling next year. <laughs> He's a former World Series Wrestling champ. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> Why would he go there? He's already done it. I mean, Brian Danielson was a former World Series Wrestling champ. Fucking hell. Uh, so, yes, the uh, the main card, the uh, Return of the Dragon card, sees, uh, uh, where was I? Ricky Morn and Robert Gibson will face the Briscoes. Uh, Matt Hardy will face Crowbar. The Jimmy Valiant Boogie Jam Invitational Battle Royale, an NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship match that sees Kerry Morton versus Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Steiner Brothers... Kane and Jake Roberts uh, making appearances. Scott Steiner with Rick Steiner. So Scott's going to have a match with Rick uh, making an appearance. Amber Nova versus Savannah Evans uh, and more. Oh, Teddy Long is guest commissioner. Of course. Lex Luger is guest timekeeper. Oh and my God. Simmons as guest enforcer. Your t shirts are too tight, Billy. <laughs> What promotion was that? Oh, some indie. <laughs> Super Brawl? Super Brawl Saturday? I don't know! <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, old sexy Lexi. Uh, I mean, I'm interested in this event just to see. I mean, it, it'll I'm be fun. I'm pretty sure FTR have enough respect to carry the dragon to a good match. <laughs> hey, man. Like, I think I think there's a chance the dragon still got it. When he made his like like two matches run in two thousand and nine against Chris Jericho, mind you, that was a long time ago now. But he had it then. Yeah, and he had that backlash match one on one against Chris Jericho and. Steamboat fucking, oh, he still had it back then. So I'm hoping he's, he's still got a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I might watch it. I'll see how I go for time because I'm back at work this week. And yeah, there's no NXT show this weekend, is there? Because they're doing a December show. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing Deadline. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk <coughs> about the Deadline match. All right, Commissioner Michaels, what do you have to say? <laughs> did you hear this match stipulation? Uh, I, I did say it. Um, I can't even remember it now. Like, it was just so fucking convoluted. It I think is... it's like five people and it's an Iron Man match, but you get, but every time someone gets pinned, you get put into a penalty box. So it's like, a weird combination of the King of the Mountain and an Iron Man match and a championship scramble. Yeah, it is just batshit insane. 
Okay, so yeah. here's what it says on the uh, Wikipedia entry for this match. Uh, match... Da, 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 da. Match uh, in which none of the wrestlers are eliminated. Two wrestlers start the match. Every five minutes, another wrestler enters until all five participants are present. After the last wrestler enters, there's a predetermined time limit. Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall submission or being the victim of a disqualification, they gain a point and the wrestler they pin, submit, or who is disqualified will go into the penalty box for 90 seconds. The wearer of the match is the wrestler who scores the most falls at the end of the time limit. It combines elements of the championship scramble. Remember them? How it can gave you us, forget? It gave us WWE champion Brian Kendrick. Of course it did. The Iron Man match and Impact Wrestling's King of the Mountain match. It sounds shit. <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think it'll be okay. It's not even to determine a champion. It's to determine a number one contender. I, I will say, when was the last time we've had a new gimmick match? Like by the WWE. <laughs> oh, by the WWE that hasn't revived something from ECW or WCW? Yeah. Uh, what, like... Eliminate been. It might have been, like, the championship scramble in 07. Is that when that was? Shit. Maybe 08. But yeah. anyway. They did it one pay-per-view, and I don't think they ever did it again. No. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Unforgiven 08. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, I think they might have done like one more after that but it was for like the ECW title and no one cared oh <laughs> and um, I think like Mark Henry won your boy yeah oh man I love <laughs> I love how on um, AEW like if they're doing a rampage interview with best friends Orange Cassidy picks up the bike and goes well it looks like the time for talk is done and Mark keeps going hey hey Hey, I say that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so enough of uh, the dream boat, enough of deadline. How about uh, we talk about AW Full Gear? All right. So, oh, man, I was, I was going to do something for my birthday, have a few people around, and I was like, nah, fuck it, we'll do it the next weekend for Full Gear. And I invited, like, 15 people and every and it's rare when you get to your almost mid 30s that you invite 15 people and all 15 say yes. Yeah. So I was shocked, so that was awesome. And then Saturday morning I wake up and I've got the flu. No. And I did, I had to cancel the whole fucking thing because I didn't want to get anyone sick. Yeah. Got the yeah. uh, other Blue. Yeah, and God forbid it was the other thing. Yeah. But yeah, so I ended up uh just watching full gear in bed all Sunday. Lucky son of a bitch. I re I think I texted you before uh, the show went live and I'm like, I think this is the first time I've watched an AEW pay-per-view 
since year one, maybe show one. Yeah. Because, like live. Yeah. Be, oh, yeah, live because I'm always bloody working. Yeah. Man, uh, um, a, a lot of talking points on this show. A lot uh, to talk about. Oh, boy. Isn't there just... Uh, as I saw... I'm just having a quick look here to see if we uh, can get some... I don't think there'll be any... Um, uh, what do you call it? Observer ratings in yet, because we're still a bit early for that. But we do have some uh, cage match ratings if you want me to jump on those. Uh, yeah, I did sure. notice... A criticism has been, why isn't there a Ring of Honor interim women's champ? And Mercedes made a return against, I believe it was Athena on the go-home rampage. Yeah, after Athena turned heel. Yeah. So does that mean Mercedes is now face? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's been that long since she was on TV, so... uh, Uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure if she was a face or a heel to begin with anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. As we uh, can hear the nature in Alex's background. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, so I'll uh, kick things off here. I'll just run through things quickly. Ten uh, man tag to kick off a zero out. We see best friends Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Rocky Romero with mystery partner taking on the Factory, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, and Cole Carter. I mean, Cole Carter. Best fake sting since uh, your boy? Cole Carter. What what a name. Um, uh, man, this match was just... It, it was there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all to build up to the return of evil Dan Housen. Yeah, I, I did like how everyone looked terrified when they did the big hug at the end. <laughs> like like they were hugging him but they didn't want to get too close either so I watched this show and the New Japan show on the same day mm. the camera work got the uh, the, the Okada spot right on AEW but not New Japan <laughs> you know how oh, Okada man. does his rainmaker pose and it zooms yeah. out yeah. didn't do that <laughs> oh no that's, uh, that's like his thing. How do you <laughs> fuck that up? I don't know. <laughs> Wrong button, I guess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this this was a fine uh, opener match. It's the factory. It's everyone still finding their seats, going to the merch stand, getting some drinks. It, it, it was what that, it needed to be. But I suppose because yeah. we haven't uh, spoken, fake sting. What do you think of uh, Cole Carter as fake sting? Yeah, uh, Cole Carter, the son of Jeff Farmer, then W.O. Sting. Um, no, that'd be funny if we found that out. Which but, one of um, the boys was fake Sting to Triple H on Raw that one time? Oh, no, that was Heath Slater was Oh, once. that was Slater? Yeah, it was I Slater. I thought it was Myers. No, it was Slater. That's why he does that Stang thing. Um, uh, like on the Talking Shop of Mania's... Heath Slater was dressed up as Sting a lot. Because <laughs> um, all the boys still make fun of him for it. Because it was so obviously Heath Slater. Because it's just got that recognisable face shape. I was hoping that it was going to be Sting. And this is a throwback to TNA. 
was hoping, because I could see it was a mask. I'm hoping he was going to remove the mask and it's wolf pack skin. And oh, it's fuck. not. And the thing I'm throwing back to is Rob Van Dam, TNA champ, high-fiving with the fans, sees a fan in a sting mask, gets hit in the face with a chair, fan jumps the guardrail, takes his mask off. It's sting in the same face paint as the mask. I, I can't remember the exact feud, but they've, they've done it in AEW before. Ugh. Oh, my and, God. And, um, and just so you know, that... TNA, that TNA one wasn't even the first time Sting did it. <laughs> That's just the one that comes to mind. I yeah, think he, he did it in WCW to Hulk Hogan. I there, think was, we, there was like um, a fake Sting entered the ring and, and Hogan thought it was NWO Sting and fake Sting removes his mask and it's real Sting and Scorpion Death Drop. Bang. To Hogan. And that was like 97. So wow. for some reason, Sting just loves doing that. I mean, it's an easy thing to get away with. Um, and it's such a good meme. Uh, so second match saw the semi-final of the World Eliminator Tournament because Starks was hurt one week or something. So they delayed the match. I don't know why they did do both on Dynamite or something to make up. Anyhow. So we see Ricky Starks taking on Brian Cage over the embassy with Prince Nana still out there ringside. I mean, it was what it needed to be. It was 10 minutes. It was a fine pre-show match. Yeah. Yeah, the right guy won. Thank fuck. Um, I like how um, Ethan Page was on commentary and he's telling Taz, after this match, we're going backstage and you're telling me every injury these guys have had. And Taz goes, oh, yeah, you know, for a price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, at some point, um, they were talking about how Taz had has an orange and pink wallet. <laughs> and, and then Taz is, and Ethan Page is, like, joking, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure you do. And then you hear Taz pull out his wallet and Ethan Page just breaks character. He's like, oh, he's actually got an orange wallet. <laughs> uh, Taz, nevertheless, gimmick die. <laughs> no. Uh, main event of your pre-show saw a singles match of DDT's June Akiyama taking on Eddie Kingston. What do you think of this match, Alex? Um, I th- I thought this was a great match. Yep. I thought this was incredibly hard-hitting. Uh, this was fun as hell and a perfect sort of pre-show match. This was the exact match you needed to get people hyped to buy your pay-per-view. Yeah. I the mean, best part was Eddie Kingston's promo afterwards. What's that? I got 20 seconds. Okay, so yeah, buy the yeah, buy so good. Or something. Yeah, so good. Just buy the pay per view. Uh, yes, good, really good match. Sign of respect between both men after Eddie getting the win here. Ortiz looking in a very uh, Kill Bill inspired jumpsuit. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, is that uh, is Santana out injured or is he gone or? Well. 
he's rumored to have been injured, and there's also that rumor that Santana and Ortiz have had a personal falling out. Oh, yeah, bugger. Oh man, um, June Akiyama. Have you seen much of his stuff before this? He's one of those Japanese wrestlers that I've heard a lot about but haven't seen much of. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I've heard a lot of his stuff, and I think it was Dynamite, him, and um, Kanosuke Takeshka. Yeah. Which I'll push it again and get used to me butchering that a lot more because he's signed. He is yeah. all elite, baby. But uh, they had a tag match on... Um, Rampage, I don't remember who against, but it was a, um, like they said, DDT showcase match or something. Yeah, it was Kanosuke Takeshita and um, Junakiyama versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Well, it was the same guys, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we kick off the show proper. We see Luchasaurus with Christian Cage in a cage match. <laughs> a Christian cage match. <laughs> Instead of the extreme elimination chamber, you just have all these. No, no, I'm not going to finish that. We'll get cancelled. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Oh boy. Um. Anyhow, taking on Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Called this a few years ago when everyone was bullying Jr. for saying Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jungle Jack. Yeah. That it would end up becoming his moniker, much like. Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels at the age of 60-something. Yeah. So, yes, it is going to be his moniker. He's spoke about it, I think, in the uh, in the media scrum, which I think a lot of people were watching this media scrum going, ooh. Hey, I got real worried during that media scrum when Jack Perry comes out. He's still covered in blood and he's eating carbs. <laughs> I'm like, oh... Oh, it's not muffins, it's pancakes, but it's close. Who's he going to go off on? He's, he's going to be like... Christian, oh, oh, so unprofessional, I'm, going after I, my family. I'm young, I'm tired, and I'm sick of working with these fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, really good cage match. They do break out of the cage during portions of it. And commentary explains this straight off the bat. It's um, pinfall or submission. It's not escape the cage. So escaping the cage doesn't necessarily necessarily mean you're a winner. And I like those stipulations in a cage match where it is sort of this intense blood feud. No, there is no escape. You escape. You're getting back in this cage and I'm beating the shit out of you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really good. Match. I just, I just don't like at all leaving the cage. Yeah, and it I, is one thing yeah. AEW does a lot. They've done it in both blood and guts matches. They've done it in a couple of their cage matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, following that, we had the trios championship match <laughs> for uh, that sees Death Triangle, Pack Penthouse, Aramado, and Ray Phoenix. The defending champs, Alexandra Hante's not ringside because he doesn't agree with Puck. Commentary explained that after they make their entrance. Yeah. Taking on, what's this music? The Wayward Sons? <laughs> so fucking cool, man. This entrance was 
fucking amazing. I had to think back to the last time I saw an entrance like this outside of a WrestleMania, and I went, probably Sandman at One Night Stand where the crowd's been that into an entrance they've sung along outside of Judas because that happens every week. Yeah, it's so good. And it fits all three guys so well. Yeah. Just just the the guitar riff just works so well for their entrance and the way it slows down when they get into the ring. It's so good. Oh, man, I've watched that entrance dozens of times now. I must have seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go and watch a bit more of um. Uh, full gear as I edit. But uh, so we see Kenny Omega and the Bucks back. They have Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa ringside, along with Don Callis on commentary. Uh, and during this match, there is a very loud, audible Bucks there and Pug chant. Alex, did you happen to catch this week's Being the Elite? <laughs> I did. I did. They just, um, for about. 30 seconds to a minute just filmed close up on the fans chanting that and didn't say anything else. (laughs) I mean, that's fair play. Yeah, fair enough. I I love seeing (laughs) Twitter and just one tweet that popped up in particular and it's by Cole Cabana and it says, I was chanting for the elite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I love Cole. Uh, so this match is a move a minute, and I was watching this, and I'm following along on the uh, post-wrestling uh, Discord at the time, and people are just like, how do you think John's keeping up with this match? Like, all credit to guys like John and Alvarez, Meltzer, all those other sort of top wrestling reporters that call matches move by move. Fuck me, I could not call this match back in, like, a podcast form. No, no way. Uh, so, closing stage here, Kenny has uh, Ray sort of uh, in a position, sort of trying to lift him up for a one-winged angel. Pack unbeknownst to the ref, has slipped the hammer to Ray. Ray's sort of contemplating using the hammer, and he does, rolls up Kenny, pinfall victory, and death triangle retain. I mean, it sort of felt like the wrong decision at the time, but later in the show it'd be announced this was match one in a best of seven series. Yeah, that caught me off guard. Mm. I thought they'd announce that like at the um, press conference if he was going to do that or save that for Dynamite. Yeah. Not announce it like an hour later in a um, graphic. Well, the big talk now is, you know where Dynamite is this week, right? No, I don't. Chicago. Oh, that's another problem I have with AEW. They run Chicago way too much. Yeah. Well, the big question is, will the elite get cheered in Chicago? Oh, man. I think they will. I think they will. But 
you never know with Chicago fans. Do we hear Sam Punk chants without the uh, F word? I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big possibility you hear that during the Leeds match. Especially after this last week of uh, being the elite. Adding a bit of fuel to the fire going into Chicago. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I don't think we've seen the last of Punk. In AEW? In either company. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we see him come back to... I think there's a possibility that he might come back to AEW. Not anytime soon, but I think it's possible. Yeah. If he has any fucking respect at all for the business, there's no way he wants to finish it up like that. Also true. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to... Uh, match number six of the evening that sees Jade Cargill, the defending TBS champion, without her championship, taking on Nyla Rose. Nyla with Marina and Vicky Guerrero enter in a very uh, Eddie Guerrero <laughs> lowrider-inspired entrance. You see what um, Vicky was wearing? Uh, no, I didn't get a good shot of that. It was a shirt. It was a T-shirt that says, I'm your mummy. <laughs> it's and not it, one of Rhea Ripley's, is it? And it's Rhea Ripley's merch shirt. Really? Yep. Hang on. Rhea Ripley. Merge. Right. Uh. Oh my gosh. She does have one. Yep. <laughs> That's what Vicky wore. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, no, I did notice that. You have a very good eye. Uh, isn't this also like the around the time of the anniversary of uh, Eddie's passing? Yeah, a week afterwards. So uh, my birthday every year is Eddie Guerrero's passing. <laughs> anniversary uh because it's the 13th in uh america yeah so every year for my birthday i just see a whole bunch of americans tweeting about eddie guerrero's death so it's always a great start to my birthday (laughs) um uh did you happen to catch what uh inspired costume jade had for a ring gear this week yeah oh what's it her called um Oh, hang on. I've got to remember. Is it She-Ra? Yeah, I think so. No, it's, from... no, it's not She-Ra. No? It's, uh, some cat lady. I forgot her name. <laughs> it's from Thundercats. That's all I know. Thundercats. That's it. Um, some cat lady. <laughs> Jay comes out as crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. Oh, fuck. That'd be... <laughs> Nikki Cross needs to do that. That'll oh. be Cheetara? Cheetara. Cheetara. That's yeah. her name. Cheetara. So, yeah, I wasn't too <laughs> far off. At least she, JR she didn't Ra's say. from He Man. At least uh, JR didn't say, oh, she's great because she loves money. 
like last pay-per-view. Oh, fucking forgot about that. Fuck. <laughs> no, you idiot. She's She-Hulk. Oh, uh, fuck. That made me so angry again. Oh. <laughs> and you won't like me when I'm angry. Um, oh, man. This so match- I, I did mention that I was horrendously sick and in bed for this pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Uh, I fell asleep a couple of times during this pay-per-view just because of sickness, not because of boredness, but maybe a little bit because of boredness. Yeah. This was the first match I fell asleep through. Yeah, this match for me was a letdown on the pay-per-view. Honestly, I would have swapped it with um, Kingston and Akiyama, but Jade does need to start having more caliber matches now that she's almost a year undefeated, a year as champ. Oh, almost 50 matches undefeated, almost a year as champion. So she does need to start having these sort of higher caliber matches. And yeah. as you pointed out, everyone does go through Nyla Rose as champion. Yep. Um, I will say, uh, remember the big criticism about AEW the first couple of years was not enough women's matches? Yeah. Three women's matches on this pay-per-view. Yep. So we're getting there, people. We're getting there. Two really good women's matches, in my opinion. Yeah, and then, like, and then there's this one. but Which this is one... more story-focused. Yeah, and this one had a good story. I like both characters. They just don't click in the ring. And a lot of it was uh, running on the outside before they did get in the ring too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Jade getting the win there, regaining possession of her TBS championship, even though she was champion going into the match. She now has the uh, physical title back. Match number seven, Ring of Honor Championship, Jericho the champ versus Danielson versus Castanoli versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, a real interesting uh, four-way match where it's sort of two guys from uh, each faction being Jericho Appreciation Society and Blackpool Combat Club, and they're sort of working together in the early stages, and then the cracks start to appear where each man sort of doesn't want their stable mate to win it, but they want to win it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I I th- I um sort of woke up during Chris Jericho's entrance, so <laughs> so perfect timing to be honest. Um, yeah, I loved this match. I loved this match a lot. I thought all four guys got their shit in. Everyone like there was no like uh, weak link in out of these four like. It was perfect chemistry all round. Um, I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I felt like it was time for Sammy, but I guess with what's happening later, they don't need too many young champions at the moment. I think, like, it makes more sense for Chris Jericho to lose the ROH title at an ROH pay-per-view just because of the storyline. Yeah. Just because it's basically been, like, old-school ROH versus Chris Jericho. 
So, like, it makes more sense for him to drop it at, like, Final Battle, for instance. Fair enough. Uh, from there, match number eight of the night sees Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, Britt having neither Rebel nor Jamie ringside, uh, Rebel just staying backstage, Jamie preparing for a match later in the night. And I'm surprised out of the, uh, the two sort of marquee women's matches, no offence to, uh, to Jade there, but this one went on before the, uh, the women's championship match. Yeah. In terms yeah. of uh, star power, and no offence to, to Tony and Jamie, if you're talking sort of your mainstream casual fan, you go, oh, yeah, that's Paige from WWE. I know her. Oh, and that's Britt Baker. She's been on shows like Bar Rescue and stuff. I know her from this and that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think that, you know, you can't put all your big matches in a row at the end of the show because it can get exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, so you you might want to put in, like, I wouldn't say filler matches, but less hyped matches, like... And I think Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm was that between the Sting and Derby and the acclaimed match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see... Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Soraya sort of comes out to the ring, very emotional. She's sort of playing up her neck injury very early on. And then it sort of doesn't really become all that much later on in the match. No. At least she wasn't doing a Ric Flair and pretending to have a heart attack. Pretending or actually had? Which match are we talking about? Ric Flair's last match? Yeah, Ric Flair's last match. Ric Flair's last match for Jim Crocker Promotions. Yeah. I mean, that's technically what the Great Muda is doing at the moment. The Great Muda's last match in New Japan. Oh, fucking insane. Yeah. I'm so pumped for his last, last match. Him and Sting together. Oh. Him and Nakamura, happy. the New Year's Day show. Oh, Noah. I forgot about that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, Soraya getting the big win here. And, I mean, the crowd was really behind this match a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, from there, we have sort of popcorn, <laughs> popcorn break match. Uh, AEW TNT Championship that sees Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow the Champ versus Samoa Joe, who's the Ring of Honor TV champ. This I, match... I did not see the result of this happening. <laughs> My God, this blew me away. Just because... Out of all three people, this was the third least likeliest person I thought that could have won this match. Okay, so here's how I thought this match was going to go. Joe lays out Wardlow. Powerhouse Hobbs comes in, throws out Joe, pins Wardlow. Powerhouse Hobbs is new TNT champion. Wardlow and Joe sort of spin off into their own feud. But, so what no. I thought was going to happen was um, Wardlow lays out Joe and then Hobbs throws out Wardlow and Joe takes the pin. Okay, so I we thought, both saw Hobbs winning. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought for sure Hobbs was winning this. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, Joe here with the uh, submission win wins and is a double champ. I mean, it's fine. Wardlow's been doing nothing for me for ages. He had that big win against MJF and then was straight into a feud with Smart Mark and that yeah. sort of cooled him off. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I mean, I don't hate Joe as a double champ. And, I mean, you can run it back for Joe's Ring of Honor TV title at um, Final Battle with just Wardlow and Joe. You can even throw Hobbs back in there if you want, but this was a nothing match. No. No. Um, I, I thought they had some fun spots. Like, Wardlow did the fucking whisper in the wind. The Jeff Hardy <laughs> fucking thing to both there was of these somebody, guys. There was somebody on Twitter who put out when Jeff Hardy evolves into his final form like Freezer from DBZ. Yeah, exactly. It's just a gif of him doing the whisper in the wind. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, Wardlow doing that was fucking insane. And I, I still think, like, he is the future of this company. Like, he is the biggest potential star they have. Um... Considering who walks out with the big belt at the end of the night, I think taking the TNT belt off of Wardlow sort of frees him up for bigger things down the road. So, yeah, I think I think I really love the direction of uh, where this company's going after this pay per view, just because of you know Wardlow being freed up for a big push, Samoa Joe getting some much needed a much needed win to be honest yes. i didn't think he was going to get it but he got a big win um feels like a long time since i've seen him win a match on a pay-per-view yeah absolutely. like a pay-per-view that matters no offense ring of honor right. um, yeah that's fair I mean, I love that company, but it is just nothing at the moment. It is very much in a similar boat of Jim Crocker promotions. We're here, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, From there, please tell me you are awake for Sting and Darby versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, (laughs) with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh ringside. So we got Samoa Joe winning a mid-card title in a triple threat match. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and then we're going to Sting, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it, Al, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, boy. It never dies. <laughs> the cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wasn't that um, oh, Razor to Owen? Owen to Kakarotch. Yeah. Uh Yes, it is the Sting match, as Alex has come to uh, fondly call them on this podcast. Yeah, uh, it's, it's your monthly Sting spectacular. Yeah, it is great to see like them using these legends still like this. I'm not saying... I want Sting to be Wolfpack Sting 
soon. But if you were going to do something with Sting before he retires, I'd rather see Wolfpack Sting one more time than Joker Sting. I want to say them all. <laughs> so what do we have? We have uh, Surfer Sting. We have Wolfpack Sting. We have Joker Sting. Fuck I it. guess we have Dude. Main Event Mafia Sting. Yeah, yeah. Main Event Mafia in a suit with the sunglasses, no face paint. Fuck yeah. I want... I want fucking Blade Runner Sting. That's a throwback. From him tagging with the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know. Make Wardlow the Ultimate Wardlier. Um, <laughs> that sounded better in my head. Um, uh, but yeah. The fucking... Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> fucking, um, yeah, nah, um, I want to see all versions of Sting. I want them all, man. Um, but yeah, th- this is great. Like, I did say to Eliza, check out Sting's ass in this match. He's wearing some real tight jeans and he's got a booty, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how how is he 60-something years old and he's got a popping ass, just tight, plump booty? I, I said, he looks like Bailey right now. But anyway, um, yeah. Do you need a hug? Uh, only if Sting comes here. Jesus. Uh... Sting, give me a hug. But anyway, yeah, good for Sting. He doesn't, he doesn't skip his squats anyway. Um, yeah, it's just the pants he was wearing. It was mesmerizing, stupid, sexy stinger. <laughs> stupid, sexy stinger. <laughs> yeah, uh, fun match. I don't know if we talked about this. There was a spot where it was like Darby Allen against Jay Lethal, and he does a dive to the outside to hit Satnam Singh. And yeah. Satnam doesn't move a muscle, and Darby just crashes and burns. He just bounces off Satnam. Yeah. Great spot. I love that because Satnam's a giant. Like, Satnam does not need to do much. He can just be there as outside muscle. I mean, send him off to the Nightmare Factory for a few classes and, you know, try to get him up to speed. But at the moment, he doesn't need to do too much. If he does wrestle, he doesn't need to wrestle for more than a minute. No. No. Exactly. Just put him in the old uh, giant killer spot. Yeah, like, all he has to do is just stand on the outside and look big. And then maybe once every few months, you have him do a one-minute squash match. Yep. And it's a huge deal. Uh, uh, following that, we get into our three world title matches. So we see uh, match 11. It is Tony Storm defending the AEW World Women's Championship against Jamie Hayter. Tony coming out on her own, and then Jamie Hayter comes out, new ring gear. Like, the crowd is so behind Jamie. They have been willing her since this last pay-per-view, since that four-way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. She's um, as hot as it gets right now. I I did say before the last pay-per-view they should have put the belt on her. And... You know what? I still stand with that, despite the result of this pay-per-view. 
Because then you could have saved the Tony Storm title reign. Because now Tony Storm's title reign is just going to be remembered as, oh, they should have put it on Jamie instead. Oh, yeah. they they put the belt on Tony, but no one cares. Yep. Oh, poor Tony. Yeah. Um, did she recently get married, Tony? I think. Oh, I, are you okay? Sorry. Yeah. Alex no, has uh, fallen off the top of the cage. There, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. Um, I think she's been married to Juice for a bit now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure, like, if she uh, was taking time off because I saw somebody online saying that she was married to Juice. Yes. I wasn't sure if that was recent and now she wants time off or something. But um, this was a really good match, and they built up a lot on their um, their history, teaming, uh, living together in the UK, their days at stardom in Japan. Really, really good match. Um <sighs> Yeah, the only problem I have with it, it felt like this should have happened a month ago. Yeah. As much as I love Tony, as much as the Aussie and me is like, yeah, we have an Aussie champ. It's like, unbiasedly, that was the wrong call in hindsight. It was even the wrong call in the moment, the way the crowd was reacting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I Uh, think with that last pay-per-view, there was a couple of matches where they made the wrong call. It was not putting the belt on Jamie Hayter and it was not putting the belt on the claimed. Yeah. Because but uh, un- unlike WWE, they quickly course corrected that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so then we had uh, Jamie gets the win there. She celebrates with a uh, Brit and Rebel uh, going up the ramp. Match number 12 sees the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Barnes come out to face Swerve in our glory, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee for the AW World Tag Team Championship. Did you remember any of the rap? Uh, I don't remember a lot of it. So okay. this was, um, unfortunately, the second match I fell asleep during. I don't blame you because... I feel their all-out match was the best. Grand mm. Slam was, you know, it was a decent match, but it didn't live up to the heights of their all-out match. And this one, I felt, whilst it's still a good 20-minute tag team match and it plays more to the story side, it felt like it went long and it felt like the weaker of the three matches. This um, trilogy, how a trilogy is supposed to get better over three, Mm-hmm. This one had the opposite. Instead of an incline, it had a decline. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I watched it back later. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was definitely the most disappointing match these two had. Um, and it really just gives credence to the fact that they should have just had the claim to win at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I'm, I get you want to do these things in hometowns and that then, but if you want to do that, Tony, have the acclaim in a number one contenders match at um, All Out yeah. and have uh, Swerve Now Glory beat somebody else. I don't know, Vasty Blondes or some other tag team you could have put together for that pay-per-view mm-hmm. as credible challenges. Like, 
you could have had Lucha Bros in there against them because they got knocked out of the trios tournament early. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, you could have done that and saved your big win for Grand Slam in that tag team match. For sure. And that would have been fine. You would have had the big win moment and you would have had the um, the hometown moment at the same time. Yep. Uh, yeah. The only notable thing of this match is Keith Lee tags Swerve in, drops down off the apron and leaves him, and then it's just Swerve against the acclaim. So it seems a Swerve in our glory is no more. Thank God. Cause... Dumb name. Yeah, I hate the name. The name's so dumb. What does it even mean? I'm just having a look at it. How do you swerve into something? How do you swerve in something? Swerving is away from something. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. Where was I here? Um, Yeah, who knows? Bask in our glory. Limitless Bask. I don't know. What's Swerve's other name? Swerve Strickland. The Realist. Realist Glory. Something like that. They should have been called Swerve Cat. Ooh, that's a good one. Bear Cat Lee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Time for your main event. It is for the AW World Championship. This is MJF's Poker Chip Cashing taking on John Moxley with William Regal in his his corner. Regal does not join commentary. Something uh, very odd for Regal. Yeah, that's when I immediately knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Did you also notice that um, when Moxley makes his entrance, he goes to throw his belt over his shoulder? The, (laughs) The leather strap... Smacks Regal in the face. I didn't notice that. <laughs> so if you go back and watch when uh when Mox is making his entrance, mm-hmm. and like just at the uh the very start where he walks through the um the arena tunnel out yeah. towards the crowd, you can see him where he goes to throw his belt over his shoulder and he hits um yeah Regal in the face. This was a really good match. Uh, Surprisingly. Quickly. Quickly, what? did you see what MJF did during his entrance? Mm, when, not that I noticed. He, when he was walking down the ramp, and yeah. there was a, how we say, heavily breasted woman in the front row. Oh, yeah, I thought, oh, ECW one night stand again. <laughs> yeah, he fucking just... And you can see him ask for consent. So MJF, true role model. Um, he uh, says something to her and he just motorboated the shit out of her. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> There's an old interview with MJF and I think it's um, Alicia Tout, and yeah. they're doing something up in Canada. And he goes, I have the most like prospect wrestlers up of this generation, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and I'm joined at this time by Tits McGee. How's it going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, gosh, MJF. Never change. So yeah. this was a really good match. And throughout the night, I noticed that uh, DraftKings are like, will Iverman bleed in the main event? I'm like, 
It's a John Moxley match. He bleeds at the fucking bell ringing. And did Mox bleed? I can't remember. Did he? No. He didn't, did he? No. Neither, neither one did, did they? No. And uh, if you put money on John Moxley to bleed in this championship match with DraftKings, uh, unlucky. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. This is why we don't bet on wrestling. <laughs> I thought this was a really good match. Um, do you want to take us through the uh, closing stages here? Quickly, I just want to say John Moxley's pants were horrible. They were like what a dark, are those? They were like a dark maroon color. I guess they were like kind of William Regal's trunks colors. Did uh, did uh, WH Park have anything to say about this? Uh, I'm not sure, but. They were fucking hideous. Fucking gross. They were. They were horrible. Actually, I'm pretty sure he did say something about it. Um, it. Anyway, the finish of this match comes. um, The ref's down. Moxley's got the upper hand here. He's hit the dirty deeds, but the ref's down. Uh. Oh, no, it was the bully choke, and MJF's tapping, the ref's down, and William Regal tells Moxley to go wake up the ref. And while Moxley's doing that, oh, Willie slides over the brass knuckles to MJF. MJF punches Mox. One, two, three. New champ, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And him being aligned with William Regal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I found a WH Park's tweet. It says, nice to see Moxley wearing the Xmas pyjama bottoms Renee brought him. Yeah, no, he looked so stupid in those red-ass pants. Hated uh, him. It, it, it was like, what the fuck are you wearing? I've never seen you wear red. You're yeah, always in so black. Weird. It's so weird. Like occasionally he might wear camo, but but red. Ugh. I can't think of him wearing anything else than black since he's sort of made his main roster debut in WWE as part of the Shield. It's always been black or like a dark navy, a dark yeah. grey sort of colour. Like some denim jeans, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um really good pay per view. How many beers for you? Oh, I'll go. I'll go five. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, th- I think a whole lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, I was sick. It was a pissing down rainy day, and I was eating chicken noodle soup in bed whilst watching a wrestling pay per view. So I was just the happiest man alive. But yeah, no, it was a great pay per view. Yeah, I agree. Five beers. Uh. Oh, match of the night. I'm going to have to say... <laughs> Eddie Kingston, Jun Akiyama. Nice call, nice call. I'm going to go the ROH title four-way. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I suppose, do we touch on the press conference? Tony talks about going to London. No confirmed date yet, but uh, London next year. London, UK. I mean, you look at 
who your women's champ is. You look at, you know, who just made her in-ring return. There's a pretty obvious main event for your first London show, right? Yeah, this is what I posted on the uh, the post-wrestling Discord. I said, when is the London date? Because if I'm looking for a big arena, I'm get doing Jamie Hayter and uh, Soraya, Soraya hmm. uh, as your, your main event. Like, what other big UK talent do you have? I guess you have Pac. I mean... You got the whole Blackpool Combat Club named after a place in England, and then you've got William Regal as well. I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens with that on Dynamite. I'm going to think that MJF's going to have a feud with... He's going to, like, get through everyone in that stable. Yeah. I won't be surprised either. Uh... He's already had a mini feud with Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. So I could see MJF having a quick feud with Claudio and then perhaps the next pay-per-view, Danielson-MJF. Yeah. Uh, Cage Match gave this uh, pay-per-view 8.58 out of uh, 258 votes. So that's 8.5. That's a pretty good rating. That's a great rating. Um Yeah, this was probably, if I think about it, it was probably my favourite AEW pay-per-view of the year. More than Forbidden Door? Yeah, I think so. I I didn't enjoy Forbidden Door as much as other people did. Fair enough. Um, So let's have a look here. The post-match press conference... (laughs) MJF just storms in, goes, uh, once again, AEW is Destination Television. <laughs> yeah. Dynamite Destination Television. The ship has been corrected. And then he goes, uh, well, uh, let me guess, all you guys wanted to, ah, oh, so MJF, what's up with you and your eagle? Uh, how'd that come about? You think I'm going to tell you? <laughs> no. Uh, any yeah. questions? No, I didn't think so. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> And you know who's who uh, says that line a lot on their podcast? James E. Cornette. Yep, that is a classic Jim Cornette line. Thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> so uh, MJF, ever the heel, quoting Jim Cornette directly in front of Tony Khan. <laughs> uh, the rest of the uh, the press conference sort of nothing eventful happened, nothing really of note. Uh, As I mentioned, some of the reporters asked uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry about the Jungle Boy name, and he sort of says when when he started, he thought it was stupid, but it grew on him. And he said, oh, yeah, it'll sort of be more of a a nickname, a moniker now. And um, Tony brings up, oh, you know, it's sort of like Nature Boy, you know, and that sort of started out like this, and that just became their nickname, and so that was a really good point as well. Anything else you can remember from the press conference that stood out? Uh, someone specifically asked Tony Khan, did CM Punk request that Colt Cabana be moved to ROH or 
get taken out of AEW. That wasn't Pollock, though. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So at least we got a very definitive, like, no, Punk didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing really, like, majorly noteworthy that I'm sure people haven't heard of anything else before. Nothing that really needs our take on it. No. Do we jump over to uh, New Japan then, I guess? Let's do it. Um, I didn't watch the full show. I've just seen clips. Yeah. But Uh, but very noteworthy show. I suppose, first of all, we'd need to talk about New Japan Tamahashi. Tamashi? Sure. Uh, Now, these events were taped uh, last weekend, weekend before. Uh, Friday the 11th, Sunday the 13th, they took place. Right. I can't find them on New Japan World. I don't know if they were taped. These being the New Zealand and Australian show for the uh, New Japan localization. So I don't know if they're taping a bunch like they did with Strong in the beginning and then releasing them. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know really what's happening there. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then how do we class that coming forward, uh, I suppose, talking about the Wazzies? Because this is the first time I've had a a global localization promotion in Australia or New Zealand. Do we class it uh, as part of the internationals or part of the Aussies? I say, like, if... a if we're going to say, like, our oh, best Australian match of the year, yeah. I think that it's a candidate, for sure. Okay. But we can't just say, like, our oh, best Australian promotion. I don't know if it would be a candidate in that sense. Oh, so it's still like the um, the NXT rule, how it's still all part of WWE. It's still one promotion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if they have a banger match it can, and it's got a couple of Aussies in it, sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, So the last New Japan thing to talk about, dear God, uh, there is a lot, but uh, we're just going to talk about uh, Historic X-Over. Bit of a a weird name, but it is uh, the co-promote event of New Japan Pro Wrestling and World Wonder Ring Stardom. Are you that familiar with Stardom? I've seen bits and pieces. I watch occasional highlights but not enough to say that i'd keep up with it not a great deal no i don't know a lot um besides like when i used to play fire pro wrestling and they had the stardom roster in there yeah fair enough uh so this event is also the main event will uh crown the iwgp women's champion the first uh, women's champion to uh, championship to have the IWGP moniker. Now, do you know the uh, result? I do. I okay. Do. do you know the result of the Muda match, or do you want me to skip that one? Um, I don't know the result, but I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. So uh, we kick things off here on the pre-show. Dojo match. 
that sees Team LA Dojo, uh, Clark Connors, Alex Coghlan, Gabriel Kidd, Kevin Knight defeat Oscar Lubert, Yoto Namagashi, uh, OY, and Vegeta. Yeah, I've probably yep. butchered half those names. Uh, in the Stardom Rambo, Alex's favourite <laughs> match stipulation. Uh, Mari, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names, and I do apologise in advance. Uh, won by last eliminating Super Strong Stardom Machine. Fucking hell. <laughs> no? Not a fan of Super Strong Stardom Machine? Ah, uh, no, th- I think that's great. I love that. <laughs> uh, so we get to the May Show proper, and we kick off with an eight-man tag that sees Chaos, Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Yo, along with Leo Rush, <laughs> defeat the House of Torture, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Sho, and Dick to Go. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> it's a House of Torture <laughs> match. Uh, we then saw a six-woman tag. So that saw Queen's, Kest, Queen's Quest. So, yeah, come a tie. Yep. A, AZM and Lady C defeat the team of Donna Del Mondo. Uh... uh Tekla, her maker, and my my Sakurai. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Uh, This match I missed because I was having dinner, but it is Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia defeating the team of Tom Lawler and Surai. Surai. Surai, yeah. The team of former UFC fighters. Uh, Wow. Next match was my favorite match on the card. Team Suzuki Gun, uh, Yoshinobu Katamaru, and Taichi, along with the team of Melta, uh, the Cosmic Angels from Stardom, Tam Nakano, and Natsupori. And <laughs> commentary is talking up Katamaru is corrupting poor Natsupori because he's handing her a bottle of Suntory. He has two bottles of Suntory. Oh, nice. And this was just like a fun comedy match, taking on the team of Suzuki Gun, Al Desperado, and Doki, along with the team of uh, Black Desire from Stardom, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. And Starlight Kid and Desperado have half house masks, so they're each wearing half of each other's mask. Oh, that's awesome. And they're talking up, oh, you know, it's like a brother-sister relationship, and this match was a lot of everyone fighting everyone. Like, the men yeah. were in doing spots with the ladies. The ladies were in doing spots with the men. Uh, really fun sort of a Suzuki gun style match. Nice. There we saw Hiroshi Tanahashi team with Utami Hayashishida. Uh, yes, thank you. Defeating the team of Hiroki Goto and Makai. Maika. Micah. 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 Uh, defeating the team of Hiroki Goko and Micah. Uh, really fun match. <laughs> they did, um, like, special graphics for Goto and Tanahashi's match. They were, like, playing cards in the style of their robes. 
Yeah. So it was like half a playing card, and it looked like um old artwork, but the um wrestlers were in their robes. So the te- team of Tanahashi and um, Yutami like on one playing card and the other team on another playing card. So that was a bit interesting. Um, this match was all right. It sort of seemed like I didn't gel as well as you'd hope. Yeah. Uh, then came the intermission. We returned with a bunch of um, just men matches. United Empire, the team of Aussie Open, Fletcher and Davis along with team Catch 2-2, TJP and Francesco Akira along with Gideon Gray defeat Los Ingobernables de Japón, Naito, Takagi, Sonata, Bushi, and Hiromu. Uh, Bushi taking the pin there. We then saw Chaos, Okada, and Toriano with the Great Muda defeat United Empire, the Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Aaron Hanare. So uh, Muda playing a big part there. He did the miss spot. Uh, he sort of... Uh, helped eliminate Okan from the TV title tournament, and that's why this match came about. Yeah. Uh, Okada and Yano go to shake Muda's hand, like at the end of the match, and Muda's sort of there doing his thing, and they spits mist in the air and walks back up the ramp, not shaking their hands. Mm. Uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match that sees Will Ospreay take on Shooter, Shooter Umino. The shooter. Oh I the love shooter. on the back of his jacket, he's still got the shooter and it's got yep. the bullseye, like uh, bullseye crosshairs and the shooter written across the top of it. Awesome. I'm like, yes, shooter's going to fulfill his destiny. He's going to finish what the Death Rider started. And during this match, he attempts a Death Rider. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, one, two, kick out. Ah. So Osprey end up getting gets the win here. I think he did two hidden blades to put down uh, Shooter and retains. And then out afterwards, Osprey's like calling out for someone, and the arena lights go off, and on comes a message, and it's the cleaner, <laughs> Kenny by God Omega. Yep, challenging Osprey for the Tokyo Dome for the US Championship. Uh, have you seen the video package? I did, yeah. Kenny talking about, oh, what's this? Crowds have shrunk. They've gone quieter. Oh, that's a pandemic. No, that's the excuse you make, Will Ospreay. <laughs> and he's speaking like it's the old Kenny Omega New Japan promo, how he speaks all in Japanese and they like the last lines in English. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's like, he's sitting on that throne in that lit. Uh, room that he used to cut a lot of his New Japan promos in. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was very, like, 2017, 2018 Kenny Omega, and it was nice to see. So there was about an hour between the press conference ending and this event starting, and I think I watched about 12 hours of wrestling that day, <laughs> live. Yeah. And so at that point, like, during the press conference, someone asked Tony Khan, Hey, I just happened to notice that, you know, the best of seven series with the elite and death triangle, there's actually a week you're skipping. You're skipping the week of January the 4th. I was just wondering if there's any talks about the elite going to New Japan. And 
Pecan's like, oh, no, we haven't had any discussions. Like, basically given a nothing answer because he just wa- cause he wants to say, just wait an hour, fuck. <laughs> just wait a few hours, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I mean, this should be a good match on paper. They had a really good trios interaction yeah. uh, during the AEW trios tournament with our Aussie Open and the Bucks by Man side. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. The the Twitter build-up is going to be great because these two just love... They love beefing at each other on Twitter. So, yeah, for Twitter's the love of God... Then. Yeah, I was going to say, for the love of God, Elon Musk, don't shut that shit down until after January 4th because it's going to be great. Yeah, everyone's moving to... Uh, what is it? Mastodon, I think. That's not how you say MySpace correctly. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back MySpace. Tom, it's, where are you at? He sold it. It's now like a thing for musicians and stuff. It's still around. It's basically what... um. It's sort of... If you've ever been on Triple J on Earth, it's sort of like that now. Oh. Okay. It's mainly like for musicians and that to focus on. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, main event. Did you happen to catch clips or anything at this one? No, I didn't. I just I just know the result. Ah. Uh, so, really good match here. Uh, Mayu Iyatami, uh, one of the three daughters of stardom, the wrestler who's never left stardom, taking on Kairi, the former Kairi Sane of uh, NXT, the second daughter of stardom, who obviously left to go to America. Do you know who the third daughter of stardom is? No idea, mate. No idea. Okay, they're over in uh, the US at the moment on Raw. Is it... It's got to be either EO or Oscar, right? Yeah, it's EO. EO, right. So it's something I didn't pick up on when looking at this tournament on paper until, like, this match listening to the commentary. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, well, no shit they're going to have two of the three doors of stardom in the tournament final. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, they're talking up their history during the match. Kyrie comes out. She's still doing her whole pirate entrance with the big spinning wheel and everything. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Kyrie's gear, like, looks a million bucks, and poor Mayu's still looks like uh, somebody who hasn't been to like to the big leagues yeah to put it nicely but i have seen bits and pieces of mayu before but not a full match and by god these women had a hard-hitting match really really good um if you haven't seen it i recommend trying to go and find it on new japan world uh done i'll do it <laughs> Plus, um, i, I want to see hiroshi tanahashi in a mixed tag match it sounds real weird to me yeah. <laughs> um, if you have time, check out the Suzuki Gun match because, yeah, yeah that well, was my match of the night. Uh, right. This match here goes 25 28. Kairi getting the win. She is the first uh, IWGP women's champion. She does a big uh, speech, typical New Japan main events in the ring. Uh, Chris and Kevin sign off, and then Chris hangs around because they're doing the backstage uh, comments. And she's actually confronted by, um, oh, if I have this 
here. I can have a look. Just give me one moment because she's confronted by somebody uh, backstage to set up the New Japan Tokyo Dome show. Tam Nakano. And then there's also a match that was set up with um, someone else for the stardom event later on next month, I think. So she's already got her first two challenges lined up coming out of this show. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it is interesting to sort of see these uh, stardom events and what, I guess, will uh, happen going forward. Uh, but uh, I'm just having a quick look here. No, I can't see it. Um, announced at least in the events that are here um it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward they have said this will be like when they do tours of the us and that the um this will be the main women's championship to go over for those uh shows now so they can do inter promotion um intergender cards now on um new japan america shows Maybe bring over a few more of our stardom to those shows. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting um, to see what happens. And yes, putting the belt on Kairi, while probably not the um the hardcore stardom's choice compared with Mayu, it is the more internationally recognised choice. Yeah. yeah, for sure, it's a smart move. Yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, really good choice. Uh, interesting to see what happens there. I did uh, have a quick look at the cards for the uh, the New Japan Tamashi shows that, uh, that happened in Australia and noticed there was no women's matches. So, like, guys, we've got a wealth of women's uh, talent in Australia, maybe considering booking some women. Perhaps probably... Probably our stronger of the, our divisions is our women's. Yeah, I'd argue women's then probably tag. Yep. Like nothing against the men, but when you're competing on a global stage, unfortunately our men uh, aren't quite there. I can load up the card if you want to have a look because as far as I know, it wasn't taped, which is odd. To yeah, me. sure. Uh, since the attendance was 500. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's not great. No. Uh, singles match, Jordan Allen Wright defeats Matt Diamond. SMS, uh, Aaron Jake and Social Jordan. So this is uh, night two from Sydney. Aaron yeah. Jake and Unsocial Jordan defeat Jake Taylor and Richard Malou. Yeah. Robbie Eagles defeats Carter Deans. Goober. <laughs> Six-man tag team match at Bullet Club. Bad Luck Farley, Kenta, and Jack Bonza because Bonza joined Bullet Club at the last PWA show in Sydney uh, when Bad Luck Farley came out to attack um, Shingo, defeating the yeah. team of Matt Rogers and the Velocities, Jude London and Paris De Silva. I don't remember. Is their name Speed Force when they're together? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron Solo defeats Liebert Lucci. Andrew Villaboss and Matthew Richards defeat Caveman Ugg and Ricky South. Okay. I mean, that's a confusing 
victory there on paper when you have Ugg, who's like one of your main guys in Melbourne City Wrestling at the moment. You have Ricky Self, who's like a top champion in PWA at the moment. Yeah. And Taiji Ishimori defeats Mick Moretti. I mean, God, I love me some Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti should be going over to Best of the Super Juniors. Like, how much does Moretti build weight? 85 kgs build yeah. weight. Send him yeah. over to Super Juniors. For sure. He'd be great. What are velocities? Okay, the best. Juniors. They're juniors. Yeah, send them over to Best of Super Juniors. Uh, not Best of <coughs> Super Juniors, Super Junior Tag League. Yep. Uh, I mean, those two just, yeah, straight off the bat. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. Puzzling bookings when you say you're having so many PWA guys on your card, like I guess you want to have guys go over. But you have Aaron Solo of the Factory beat Liber Lucci. Ah, why you do this? This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if these events are taped. Uh, so there's one comment here from someone who was supposedly there live. Six-man tag match, Bullet Club, uh, defeating Rogers and Velocities is incorrect. Paris de Silva won the match for his team pinning Bonza. Oh. Okay. So these results may be incorrect then. God, I hope so with that bloody Ricky South came in hug thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I suppose anything else to uh, to touch on because we've had a pretty big big show today. I like this new format. We're just sort of trying something different. Yes, there was a few pay-per-views this week, but mostly we're just going to be shooting the shit about each company from now on. Yeah, I think we just take it pretty breezy now. We're not going to have a specific format. We'll just talk about each company and then make our way through it. Um, yeah, if there's any big news, we'll just talk about that off the top. Yeah, no, um, I think it's about time to just wrap it up. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity Alex. You can find us at Wrestle Hostile with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Hostile. And you can find Chris at. Uh, I'm Chris Funder. Or you can come watch me game on Twitch again soon. Yeah, uh, both our internet dropped out there at the end of the uh, the recording, so. No uh, full plugs, but uh, all you good humans know where they are. They're in the uh, the show notes below, all your links and handles and whatnot. Um, so, yes, uh, coming up here will be part two. Uh, it's just a casual chat. Me and Alex just shooting the shit after a few weeks off, uh, as we normally do. And uh, force of habit, we've recorded it. And uh, here's what made it to air. So we hope you enjoy. <laughs> How goes Smack It Down? I've seen you released an episode in October. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's doing good. It's just, yeah, another podcast where getting everyone's schedules on the same track is pretty tough. Yeah, it can be a bit of a, a hassle. Ah, so how you been? You been good? 
Yeah, I've been great, man. Um, How goes the trucking and everything with the floods and that down that way? Oh, pain in the ass. It's pissing down rain right now. It's fucking... Oh, it is it, here too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not stopping. Um, yeah, no, it is what it is. It, it's been busy as hell, but how about you? How's, how's the pub? Oh, busy. But you guys weren't affected by the floods where you are because I'm not sure if you're in the floodplain. Nah, where we are, we're pretty safe. We're we're on top of a hill, so we're fine. But um, fires a few years ago, floods this year. Yeah, yeah. Now the end of the world's coming for sure. <laughs> um, for sure. Like uh, I'm not a religious man, but this screams the fucking apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ric Flair will never retire. What have we had the last few years? Plague. We've had the plague. We've had fire. We've had uh, floods. Drought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, how are you going on your, oh, what the hell do we call it? The yeah, year-end awards. Yeah, I'm all right with it. I mean, I've taken Sam Punk out of all of my lists because I'm angry at him. But... Uh, <laughs> like, I fuck you, it. man. You ruined everything. Yeah, the damn it. Uh, yeah, I got most of mine done. Uh, go on. Muda? <laughs> Nakamura? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, where's me list? Um... Can I screen share on here? Yes, I can. Hang on. I'll load up that, and then I can screen share, I think. God damn it. Not now. Wait, what's the date today? First November? First. Pinch punch. First day of the month. <laughs> Where are my wazzies? And I've got to go back here. Once I'm on the laptop, this will be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, not laptop, actual computer. Yes, I brought an actual computer finally. <laughs> so um, I've started following soccer again. <laughs> what? Uh, for the World Cup? Oh, I've been watching a fair, a fair chunk of Premier League lately. Oh, Arsenal. <laughs> Fucking pricks. Yeah, no, nah, I'd rather Arsenal go all right than anyone else. Fucking Man United are a bunch of duds. I go for West Ham, so we're just always going to float in the middle somewhere. <laughs> Don't get relegated, that's the key. Yeah, no, nah, we'll be fine. Um, I can't believe uh, that you yeah. said WWE would work with more than one promotion, and that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did not think that would happen. Good, good call there. Right, I wasn't gonna count it for the uh, for the New Japan one because of what New Japan's going on with uh, the Good Brothers. Yeah, but but, no. but does that count because it's not technically happening in twenty twenty two? 
while it's announced. Yeah, I guess. And plus, did you hear the rumors about GCW and WWE? No. Yeah, there's rumors that they're working on a working relationship with GCW and NXT. <laughs> oh. Which is so weird. <laughs> so I mean, weird. I guess Janela's bitter at AEW. <laughs> Janela, every every uh, week, the hour before SmackDown, puts up a tweet like promoting SmackDown. He's like, oh, the head of the table returns to SmackDown on Fox tonight. What will he have to say? <laughs> like, yeah. What? MJF was, did something like that. Said like uh, something like, who's the real head of the table? Something, something. <laughs> yeah. Rampage starts now on T- yeah. TBS. <laughs> yeah. At Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Tony Khan, where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's happy now. He's got his money. <laughs> Okada wrestles on AEW pay per view in North America. That happened. Yeah. Omega um, didn't wrestle in Japan. Not yet. Not yet. Could be announced for Wrestle Kingdom. Hang on, who's blue? Who's purple? You're purple. Good. That's my color. Yeah. Um, except I've got a couple of things wrong. You're all right last year. Yeah. Six down yeah. to six. Jesus. Wrestle Rock returns, likely. Darwin Wrestling has two shows this year, unlikely. I mean, define major Queensland company. I mean, we thought PWL was going to do a lot more than it has. <laughs> yeah. Because they had the partnership announced with um, PWA and they were running Academy shows and we thought, oh, okay, they're on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hasn't EPW just dropped off the map since whatever happened to their VOD? Yep, big time. I mean, it's great if you live in Perth and could go to the shows, but their VOD is just, like, so delayed. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I did all right on the 2021 scores. Yeah. Uh, Let's scroll down to current ones. (laughs) Uh, Renegades are wrestling touring at least four of us. No, (laughs) it hasn't happened. Have they even left Victoria yet? <laughs> no, they haven't even left Melbourne yet. No. Uh, wow, okay, I was optimistic about them holding a regional show. Uh, PWA and PWL Super Show takes place. Wow. I mean, PWA is coming. It did hold that show. It just wasn't broadcast. Mm. Like how MCW claimed co-promotion of the Coliseum shows. Yeah. And then on all the PWA marketing, it's just PWA. Yeah. 
Wow, I didn't think AEW would sign two or more Aussie New Zealanders, New Zealanders to contracts. Wow, okay. I'm an idiot. I'm a <laughs> massive idiot. Well, they both did happen, like, around January, February, like, just after we recorded and yeah. sort of out of the blue. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, keep scrolling down. Is that it? Or Yeah. Yeah, right. 2022 weird prediction. John Cena appears on AEW television. He had an ad. <laughs> he did. WWE is sold by December. Oh, I, mean, I don't think I'm, that's going to happen anymore. Yeah, I'm partially right there, Vince left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if one of us said last year, oh, Vince McMahon will have a scandal and Triple H takes over. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone, what beer do you like, sir? Because I'll wire you the money for a garden. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said on the prediction show... Sam yeah. Punk will get fired after his friend Ace Steel bites Kenny Omega. <laughs> I swear I said it. <laughs> I'll have to go back and re-listen to that, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, man. I swear to God, I said, Kenny Omega's going to get bit after trying to rescue Sam Punk's dog backstage in a fight after Sam Punk was eating muffins and calling everyone young dickheads on a press conference. Don't put it on the work group chat where the roster gets posted. I'm tired and I'm old. I work with fucking children. I fucking... I say that all the time now, too. That's That's different. You're a boss. That quote is my fucking life now. I say it in my everyday life. Like, Eliza comes home from work and is like, oh, how was your day? I'm tired, I'm bitter, I'm cranky, I'm old, and I'm sick of working with these fucking children. And you have no idea how often I call someone empty-headed as well. The way (laughs) he called... You fucking dumb fuck. (laughs) Oh, man, empty-headed is a new thing in... Honestly... Uh, I consider that press conference eligible for promo of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely on a short list. <laughs> uh, Man. Oh, Fuck it. Fucking crazy. Oh, it, it just... It's like I've said, like, you either die a Bret Hart or you live long enough to become a Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It's like this whole time, like his, he was compared to as a Bret Hart, but in the end, he's just acted like 1997 Shawn Michaels this whole time. Um, <laughs> fucking, he let me down, Phil. Phil, you let me down. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, Certainly did. Yep. Uh, um, uh, also, uh, I'm pretty sure I said uh, <laughs> uh, in 2022, uh, Matt Taven's going to debut in AEW. <laughs> yeah. 
Best Fuck! episode of Rampage in fucking <laughs> months. I know, I hate that it was a good episode and it was main evented by that bland prick. Hey! <laughs> you leave the glory that is the kingdom alone. I mean... We, we are recording this, right? So we might as well... I, yeah, I'm I not feel sure like what I'm going to do with this, but I figured eh, if we talk enough about wrestling, then it's here. To just label it like episode blah, 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 Chris and Alex catch up. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the music The Kingdom came out to, right? Yeah. It's Dude, great. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, I loved hearing that again. But Adam Cole's injured right now. But when he comes back, he, one of his partners left for impact and the other one's like rumored to be struggling to ever heal up again. Oh, really? Like there's a rumor that Kyle O'Reilly might be done. Oh, that's not good. So do you... Now that we're teasing the Elite coming back, do you continue with the Adam Cole and the Elite storyline, except Adam Cole's in charge of the kingdom now? He goes back to his roots with the kingdom. I mean, it's not the worst thing to do. I think it would be the best use of the two other guys. Taven and Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, pairing them up with the Bucks is going to put them in a bigger light than whatever else they could possibly get put in. Yeah, that's true. I'm just trying to think. The other members of the kingdom, you don't have... You don't have TK. You don't have Vinny. No. You're not going to put Matt Hardy in there. <laughs> Oh, bring back the fucking icon title that he had. I suppose that's something we can touch on as well. Uh, new champions throughout AEW, uh, new world champ. <laughs> new world champ? It's the same guy we've had as champ like three times this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah. Uh, Moxley, I mean... All credit to Moxley. He's supposed to be having time off. The only time he's supposed to be coming back was for um for the GCW match against um oh against Nick Gage. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, no, the promotion did die needs. Fuck it, I'll carry it again. Yeah, good for him. Like he's obviously dedicated as fuck, and yeah, he's obviously an extremely valuable asset to the company, but my God, am I tired of him being champ. But I will say, like, him and MJF feuding is okay. I just wish it should have been Brian. Should have yeah. been Brian. Okay. MJF versus Brian is a, such a money feud, and... They need it right now. Oh, man. Uh, what else can we touch on? I suppose the uh, new Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, the Ocho. I actually love it. 
I think it's <laughs> I think it's great use of Chris Jericho. Um, it elevates Ring of Honor as a brand, having someone like him represent it, and the whole storyline of like, you know, him being the complete antithesis to the Ring of Honor style, and Taking former champions, former, yeah. <laughs> And former champions and former Ring of Honor guys are coming out of the woodwork to try to defend Ring of Honor. Like, I love it. It's a great story. Have they um, announced who it is for Wednesday because it's just any former champion from Ring of Honor? Yeah, they haven't announced it yet, but I'm just praying we get Chris Jericho versus PCO. I mean... I would, I would love to see it. <laughs> Uh, Tafen and Bennett and Maria are done with Impact. I watched this past week's Impact where they're in Scott Demore's office and Scott Demore says, yeah, enjoy the office because you're fired. Now grab your stuff and get out. Wow, okay. I haven't watched Impact in ages. Yeah, it's all right. It's like I just put on and it's like an hour and a half of our commercials and it's pretty good still. Yeah, right. I, I enjoy it a hell of a lot more than NXT these days. NXT's getting better, but it it now feels like... It no longer feels like NXT 2.0, which is good. Yep. But it now feels like a, a cheap, like, low-budget version of black and gold. Yeah. Like, it's trying hard to be something it just isn't anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, I suppose, anything else really to touch on? Let's see, uh, Grand Slam? <laughs> AW Grand Slam. Did you watch either Rampage or Elevation? Man, um, Grand Slam, the big thing out of that was Soraya here. Soraya here. Soraya. Sorry. Uh, she... Soraya? Soraya, I Soraya. Terry doesn't even know which one it is. Yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, her debuting. So, we haven't got a match yet. A lot of... Oh, my God. The promo the next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say we haven't had a match and we've had her cut a few promos and then I remembered that promo. Yeah, not her best moment. Uh, where's my uh, short list of awards? Uh, <laughs> That's definitely going on our worst on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, uh, Grand Slam, as I've got it up here, I mean, Sting and Derby having a good match and then... Uh, Darby sort of drifted away from Sting. Yep. Uh, I'm just sort did, of having. Did we a... get Sting versus Darby at any point? I mean, isn't that what uh, Jay Lethal's teasing? Perhaps. And with oh yeah, new... that that probably is what he's teasing, right? With Shit, I new, never. Yeah. Uh, AW, what do they call it? Micro Brawler figure. It's Wolfpack Sting, and the new Sting t-shirt on AEW's shop is black and red Sting. Holy fuck, I didn't even know any of this. I've been so out of the loop. 
Shit. And who likes Sting as one of their favourite all-time wrestlers of this show? Fuck. Yes. <laughs> you. <laughs> Shit, okay. So, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what we'll be getting this week. <laughs> oh, is, uh, man. Is, uh, oh, maybe, maybe we'll get Wolfpack Derby as well. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Darby's going to go red and black as well. Uh, oh, I mean, man. Sure. The Acclaimed getting their uh, tag team win. I Fuck mean, yeah. good match. The crowd was up for the result, but at points the crowd sort of, to me, seemed like they were sitting on their hands during this match. Yeah, that match. Waiting for the result. That match had nothing on the pay-per-view match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was fine. Um, man, Grand Slam feels like it happened ages ago. Um, cause it did. It, yeah, because it did. Fuck a you. You've had a birthday since we last talked. I know, and yours is soon. Yeah, mine's in exactly fourteen days. Because um, it's also my dog's birthday. <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> Insert Simpsons me. It's your birthday? Sure, it's the same day as the dog. It's your birthday? Yes. Remember, it's the same day as the dogs. Santa's little helper, it's your birthday? Oh, we gotta get you a present. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We love you, boy. Good doggy. Good doggy. Lousy, lovable dog. Yeah. Now, me and Benji have the same birthday. Uh... Yeah, so like shit, Benji was Eliza's dog, and then I, I met Benji, and I was like, "Oh, when's his birthday?" And she's like, "Oh, this was probably on our first date that I met him." And she's like, "Oh, his birthday's fourteenth of November," and I'm like, "Shit, that's my birthday." Oh boy, uh, I will. Let's see. I'm just trying to think. Is there anything else noteworthy coming out of a AW Ring of Honor? I know, uh, what's her name? Mercedes Martinez is injured, and it's surprising to me Tony hasn't done an interim women's Ring of Honor champion, but I guess he doesn't I want to... I forgot she was champ. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to interim women's champ at the same time. I guess. And the fact she was interim champ, then she beat um, Diana Prazo, and then she got injured shortly after. He doesn't want to have that yeah i guess uh i guess we can uh, talk about puck puck two belts and puck one belt yeah ridiculous right um the right decision was to take the belt off of puck the wrong decision was to put another belt on puck <laughs> um yeah uh, I think they may have gotten it wrong, and I think they should have just put the trios belts on the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I agree. If you want to have this, uh, this ring of, uh, not ring of honor, all elite wrestling, all Atlantic championship, be like your, your bridge between AEW and your sort of independence, like how Pac was doing it in the UK. 
I like that idea. It's a different spin on your TNT and your world title. It differentiates those singles championships. Yeah. I mean, is Orange Cassidy going to go to GCW or random Canadian independent show and do this? Maybe not. No. <laughs> so I thought no. that was a good way of doing that. Yeah, no, I th- I think it's good. Um, I think that Orange Cassidy is more so a transitional champ, and I think they're building up Ethan Page yeah, for that that's belt. Right. That's also another another thing we can talk about on the uh, the latest uh, Dynamite that's aired. Uh, uh, MJF saying he doesn't want the firm to interfere anymore. He wants Mox at 100% for this match because he wants to earn it himself. And um, he goes out and uh, Mox has his championship match with... Um, it wasn't the match against Hangman. It was the match this week. I, oh, was it Penta? Penta, yeah. That was a yeah. good match too. Yeah. And yeah. afterwards... The firm run in. They all start beating down. Mox MJF comes out on the ramp. He's conflicted. He goes back, shows a camera backstage of the Blackpool Combat Club's locker room being locked. So MJF goes down, makes the save. Mox sort of rolls out of the ring, and then MJF is just in there with the firm, tells Stokely he's fired, and then the firm just all attacks MJF. I mean, yeah, is this and, uh, MJF. And Cass Vicious doing his thing, too. <laughs> Cass, Cass Vicious, you say? Fucking hell. It, it's just, he's just Sid now, and I'm all about it. it <laughs> like, fucking W. Morrissey is now my favourite wrestler on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, certainly. Um, is this MJF? Being a heel, and it's going to be revealed later, he's used this as a way to sort of uh, lure Moxley into believing it wasn't him using his uh, firm to get the A numbers. thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. There's absolutely no reason to believe MJF on face value right now. <laughs> it's uh, what MJF does so well. He's... He's that fucking villain in every fucking movie you've seen that you're like, oh, he's finally seen the light. Nah, he's still a prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else of note coming out of sort of AW, Ring of Honor? I suppose the only thing is uh, Ring of Honor had Death Before Dishonor announced for December. Yeah. With a afternoon start time for some reason. Yes. And then NXT's announcing a pay per view for December the same day. Yeah, so uh I believe Tony said it was so it wouldn't clash with um uh not Death Before Dishonor, Final Battle, sorry, my mistake. Death Before Dishonor was their first pay per view under under Tony Khan. Uh tenth of December I believe he said he didn't want to clash with like um football or something going ahead at mm. that time. Mm. Um, yeah, so no matches announced yet. I like. Uh, we I didn't mention this before, but you said 
putting Jericho as that figurehead of this company. And it's the same thing Tony did when he started All Elite Wrestling. He had Jericho at the head of the company as the world champ. With, Surrounded um, by a, a bunch of haters. Yeah, in a circle at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing now with the JAS. Yeah. And it's it's the right call to do. Uh, so you said, um, uh, what is it? Hey, uh, NXT is doing a show the same day. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, what show is that? Has it? It hasn't been officially announced what the show is yet. Well, I suppose speaking of uh, WWE, we could pivot over to that. Did you catch Halloween Havoc? Oh, I saw portions of it. I saw what mattered. <laughs> I saw uh, what mattered. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that Grayson Waller's in this spot where he's the one wrestling all the people coming down from the main roster. Yeah. Which screams to me that Grayson Waller is is set for big, big things. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense to have him um to have him do a um a couple of dark matches maybe coming up to go to um to go towards the main roster, but who knows? No, we know what happens if an Aussie or a Kiwi does dark matches for months. (laughs) They get fired. Um, So let's not do that. Um, But yeah. Yeah, like ask Bronson Reed, ask Dakota Kai. She got lucky. Um, Oh yeah, she got invited back. Uh, Bronson's off doing the New Japan thing. There's there was rumors going around at one point that Triple H wanted to get Bronson back. I mean, seeing how many people he's brought back, and this feeling very much like Impact. Let's hire every ex WWE person we can. Yeah, no, it's like for years AEW Impact all getting criticized for hiring ex WWE guys. Why isn't WWE copying the same criticism for hiring ex-WWE guys? Yeah, it it does scream that. And it's like all these people who were law to Vince and that, it's sort of like, what's going to happen to them? Yeah. <laughs> um. So what did matter on Halloween Havoc to you? Main event was great. Um, Dragunov Bay... Was it Dragonov, Devlin, and Bron Breaker? Yeah. 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 I was going to say Bait, but no, Bait was the other pay-per-view. Yeah, um, it was uh, Worlds Collide. Yeah. Uh, it's almost time to take the belt off Bron, I think. Bryson? It's going to be one of two people, and I'm thinking it's... Pr- it's going to be either Grayson Waller or Ashante Adonis. No, not Ashante Adonis. Ashante Adonis is in hit row. Fuck. <laughs> um, oh, I get their names mixed up. Um, fucking Carmelo Hayes. 
Yeah, yeah. Danny just lose the uh, North American title to um, newest Bloodline member um, Solo Sokoa. Yeah, and then and now um, and then Solo Sokoa had to <laughs> relinquish it immediately, and now uh, the non-Nazi of the MSK is the North American champ. Yeah, it's. It's weird. He's now singles champion. You look over at Impact and uh, uh, what's his name? Trey Miguel, the uh, one member of the the Rascals who didn't join NXT, is no longer X Division champ. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> Impact's a thing. <laughs> Impact's a thing, apparently. Um... So yeah, he was champ. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, remember the Elite Hunter? Oh no. So he's over in uh, Impact at the moment. He yeah. won the X Division title. He enacted Option C. He's going to face um, Josh Alexander at the next Impact Plus pay-per-view, I believe. And didn't fucking Bully Ray win a number one contender's battle royal? Yes, he won the Call Your Shot gauntlet with his uh, good and close personal friend now back in Impact, Tommy Dreamer. What the fuck okay yeah fair enough i'd say i'd say tommy dream is allowed to come back now it's been long enough and really all he did was say some fucking horrible things he didn't actually do anything horrible um there's enough people in wwe still who did horrible things who have jobs well, well let, let's be real fucking tommy dreamer got more cancelled that more cancelled for defending Ric Flair's actions than Ric Flair did for actually doing those actions. Oh, yeah. Ric Flair had a pay-per-view that was the second highest independent show after all in uh, since the 1990s. Yeah. And now fucking Ricky Steamboat's going to do the same thing. Oh, no. Not the Dreamboat. The Dreamboat's coming back. I hope they uh, listen to Fugs and give him Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Forces his <laughs> new theme music. Can you play that? Oh, fuck no. No, <laughs> no fuck no. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm good at guitar. I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> Great song, though. Great song. Um, Mandy Rose, still NXT Women's Champ. That's Who? gonna fuck off soon. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to fuck right off. Who who do you give it to though? Oh fuck! Who I know I that's the problem. I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, just give me a second here. They they've got um. Oh no! Didn't they turn Cora Jade heel? Yeah. Yeah. So no, that doesn't work and plus she had a million chances anyway um they'll probably put it on some someone shit like fucking Nikita Lyons or something <laughs> now who's a really really bad one that they don't even give matches to anymore? Lash Legend yeah let her win it oh god um oh god I don't even know who they I I'd personally have her fucking drop it to, like, Gigi Dolan. 
I mean, it's not the worst idea. I'd have them beat AEW to the punch of having and just do the Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker storyline quicker than AEW's been able to do it. I mean, that's not the worst idea. I'm just trying to have a look here through anyone. I mean, Indy, you could give the belt to Indy. I feel like Indy's going to get called up soon. Head with Dexter? Yeah, I feel like... Because this storyline with Miz and Dexter's actually been good, right? Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. The whole, like, oh, what is the mysterious thing from Miz's past? I feel like it's going to either, like, conclude in a full reunion of the way... Minus Austin Theory. With, like, with Indy getting called up and fucking Johnny and Candice are already there on Raw now. Or it's going to conclude in Dexter and Indy versus Miz and Maurice. Also true. I mean, could we just put the belt on Wendy Chu? (laughs) Mandy Rose does a sleeper hold. Wendy Chu goes out, but she's doing it. And her shoulders are down, and she doesn't realize, and the ref counts free. So she's been pinned by a sleep Wendy Chu in a sleeper hold. My God, I don't hate it, though. Fuck, <laughs> um, who do they have? Um, that's what I mean. I've got the list up there now. Um, who's the chick that w- Perez? Yeah, she's Roxanne Perez, is, Roxanne Perez is probably getting built up. There's not really anyone who actually stands out too much. I mean, um, what, what's her face? Had a shot. What's her face from NXT UK that was the champ for a while? Mako Satamora? No, the the Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, whatever they renamed her. Isn't that Aber Fay? She just yeah. had the shot at. Pay per view this week. Yeah, uh, she should have. She should have been the one that took the belt off of Mandy. Yeah, you're not. Um, Let's have a look here. Days are we up to with Mandy Rose? Three hundred and sixty-seven. Blair Davenport would be a good shout if they brought her over again. Are they going to have her surpass Oscar's reign at five hundred and twenty-two days? Maybe. Scroll down this list a bit, please. I'm just having a look here. She is currently third all-time for combined reigns. Uh, She is now behind Oscar, uh, 522, and Shayna Baszler, 548. That's combined. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be Roxanne Perez that takes it off her. And she's in third for... Um, single reign as well. Shayna Baszler, yeah. 416. Asuka, 522. So she's closing in on second overall longest single reign. She's only about 50 off that. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you could. Um, 
what else has been going on in WWE? I'm just having a quick look at the uh, champs as we see here. I mean, Ronda's uh, champ again following Extreme Rules. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, whatever happened to that live rain? Yeah, it really didn't work. Did you hear the rumours of um, Ronda wanting to use Lego and thumbtacks in that Extreme Rules match? Yes, I did. I did see it. It's not even just rumours. Ronda flat out said it in an interview with some podcast. Ah, goodness. I mean, I wouldn't have said no. Yeah. Um, Bianca, do you think Bailey will win the Raw title soon? I think so. Because Bianca's had that since WrestleMania. It's either Bailey's taken it off Bianca or Rhea is. I mean, and I and I can see them wanting to save Rhea versus Bianca for WrestleMania. Yeah. And Rhea doesn't really wrestle that much anymore in the No, but she's, she's she's still being built up though. Like she fucking body slammed Luke Gallows last week on Raw. Fucking nuts. Um, she's probably, like, out of everyone in the Judgment Day, she's the one that's being, like, that's probably, like, benefited from being in the group. Yeah. Yeah, she's the only one who's benefited. Yeah. Because she Edge, seems like more no. of a badass because of it. Edge? <laughs> Edge didn't benefit. He actually left the company for a month and then came back as a classic Edge. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Finn? Finn has somehow gotten worse since joining this group. Damien Priest is about the same. Dominic has a little bit of character development to him, which... I suppose, is a good thing from no character beforehand. It's very, yeah, nothing happening. Nah, it's, it's, um, it's been a bit of a failure, but if any, if there's any takeaway, it's that Rhea Ripley seems like such a fucking badass now because of this group. I suppose anything else before we uh, quickly touch on uh, New Japan? So we're going through this uh, weird... Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, with WWE, we kind of need to touch on Bray Wyatt's back. Yeah, I I think that's stupid. They didn't wait until today, Raw on Halloween, to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, but that... That is a missed opportunity. Because what brand is he on? Oh, he's on SmackDown, isn't he? Yeah. You could have still debuted him the Raw. Yeah. Moved him to SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, Braun Strowman returned on Raw and then got put on SmackDown. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, no, we're we're finally getting the big fucking dream match of Braun Strowman versus Omos at Saudi Mania. (laughs) yeah i mean we did have that discussion about lineal undertaker from that last time we were talking about that yeah Yeah. i'm the Um, undertaker now 
Come, come get these hands. <laughs> he wishes he could be lineal Undertaker champion. Yeah. I suppose he's going back to Saudi Saudi Arabia. Does he bring back the Saudi belt? He fucking should. He should come out wearing it. <laughs> he wore it for, what, about a week afterwards and then stopped? Yeah, he fucking should come out wearing it. Pretty much like how in AEW they wore those Owen Cup belts for maybe three weeks and then stopped. Oh, because they all got fucking injured. Oh, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose another important thing at WWE is, hey, what are the good brothers doing <laughs> in the Federation zone? Yeah, I mean... Let's be real. We all expected big things from them, from them going back to the Indies, going back to going to Impact, going to Japan. And in the end, it was a fucking fart in church. Nothing happened. Um, I would consider their run away from WWE this time to be not that great. So... Yeah. So what's the worst thing that can happen by going back? Even though their entire run away from WWE these last few years, they've there's screenshots upon screenshots of like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows tweeting like we'll never go back. <laughs> we'll never go back to Saudi Arabia after yeah, the plane yeah. ride from hell or the yeah. uh, the plane sit from hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The no plane ride from hell. Um, yeah, shit. Like, I guess AJ needed something. AJ yeah. desperately needed something. And this sort of freshens up AJ a little bit. My biggest problem with it is, like, how, like, Gallows and Anderson come out and basically straight away start trying to fight Finn. Instead of being conflicted, yeah, yeah, or, or God Finn, knows but... who they were with the last time they were there, though. Well, their last appearance was actually a great appearance because their last appearance before that was the Boneyard match with AJ. Okay, yeah, so they were siding with AJ last time. Yeah. I because mean, geez. Finn went back to NXT. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, Good Brother is never open white champion for New Japan. And New Japan had him advertised for a match on uh, November 5th. And then it's announced that he's going to be in Saudi Arabia with AJ against, um, against Finn and... Uh, crap, what's that faction called now? The Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. <laughs> Yeah. Very forgettable. Um, <laughs> on the same day as uh, the New Japan show, and yep. New Japan puts out this thing: uh, Carl Anderson needs to meet his obligations, or he'll be stripped of the title. So uh, the match against Hikalelu has been changed to a special singles match: Hikalelu against who would you put Hikalelu against? Against anyone on the New Japan roster in a special singles match. I ha I don't know where you're about to go. I don't know who he's been put against. Um, who would you like to see Hikalelu against in a special singles match for 20 minutes? Oh, God. By the sounds of this, this sounds like someone 
it's going to be someone not great in the ring. So I'm going to guess Great Khan. I mean, at least that would be two different factions. Hikalelu, currently still a Bullet Club. Against Bullet Club's own, <laughs> Yujiro Takahashi. Oh, God. Hang on. Why was Hikalelu fucking fighting Carl Anderson to begin with? They're both in the Bullet Club. I mean, unless I'm wrong in thinking that uh, Hikalelu has now left Bullet Club like his brothers. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not keeping up. Oh, yeah. It is a, it is a thing. I'm just having a quick look over yonder. Uh, no, Hikalelu is out. Oh, okay. All right, uh, that, that explains everything. Oh, okay, everything. left when we were on break, September 25th. That explains everything. And, and yeah, Yujiro Takahashi is still in Bullet Club. So well, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, it says on here, given this is Wikipedia I'm looking, it says US-based members, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, you have Ace Austin, who's in Impact, Chris Bay, who's in Impact, Juice Robinson, who I'm guessing just is in Impact and New Japan Strong a lot more. No, and, have you seen about Juice? He got signed to AEW. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the big rumour. Like, um, who was it? Bandito and Juice recently got signed. I seen Bandito got signed after that Jericho match. I wasn't didn't know about Juice. And mm. this is shocking. Apparently, AJ Styles <laughs> back in still Bullet in Club. it. Uh, uh, I guess he got a re-inducted after the Good Brothers made their appearance. I guess uh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this match, um, this uh card the same day as uh the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, I'm just having a quick look through here. We see uh. Aussie Open teaming with Aaron Hanare and Gidon Gray against Alex Zane, David Finlay, Toru Yano, and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So that's where um, Aussie Open are going to be at the moment. Current, was it New Japan, US, was it New Japan Strong Tag Team Champs? Right. Uh, have you seen the New Japan TV Championship? Oh, the New Japan World title or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, NJPW World Championship. Yeah. Um, Why do we need another championship in this promotion? Yeah, it's so dumb. So unnecessary. Okay, I'm going to list off the champions and see if you can name the current champion of all the New Japan championships currently. Uh, I'm not going to know a lot here. Okay, cool. New G- uh, IWGP World Heavyweight. Fuck, I have to think about this. It's Jay White still, right? Yep. Okay, cool. IWGP US Heavyweight. Shit. Is still Osprey? Yep, very good. Okay, cool. This is IW- tough. <laughs> I can give you a hint if you need. Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight. Fuck, okay. Um. Oh shit! Is it Hiromu? Oh, 
That's a that's a safe choice. It's a safe no. guess, right? It's like he's guessing in, Okada. He's in Bullet Club and he's been champion before. Bone Soldier. Taji Ishimori. Yeah, Taji Ishimori. Right. Okay. Cool. Never open white champion. <laughs> that's the machine gun. Yeah, Carl Anderson. Strong open white champion. New is Japan. It, is it Tom Lawler? No. <laughs> Remember, he lost to Fred Rosser in May. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because then Darren they used Young. him in the G1 and he wasn't champion. Oh, Darren Young. Yep. Uh, <laughs> IWGP tag team champions. So heavyweight tag team champions. Fuck. Oh, no. It's FTR. Shit. <laughs> that almost <laughs> got me. Now, this one stumped me as well. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion. Oh, fuck off. It's, <laughs> why is it still a thing? Um, They're from oh. United Empire, and one of them is your boy. One of them's my boy. Yeah. Who the fuck is in United Empire now? Um, Francisco Akira. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not him, but your boy. Philippines own TJP. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what what's okay. Manic doing in the New Japan zone? <laughs> Strong open weight tag team champions. Uh this has recently changed. Changed over the weekend. Strong open weight tag team. Yeah, I forgot that uh, New Japan had their American Rumble on 44th Street pay-per-view and they lost the uh, titles. So it was Aussie Open. Shit, okay. This Um, is a tag team from a rival promotion we have recently seen on a a AEW pay-per-view. Ooh. Uh, The Briscoes. Was in a trios match. Um, trios match. Fuck! All I can think about is Aussie Open. We're in a trios match. <laughs> I'm completely. No, we're stumped. against FTR. Nah, I'm stumped. Motor City Machine Guns. Yep, completely forgot that happened. <laughs> forgot they showed up in AEW. Speaking of about belts that you forgot were a thing. Never overweight six-man tag team championship. Ooh. Um, all right, let's just take a shot in the dark here. Uh, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and someone else. No, they lost it in the 23rd of September to the current champs, House of Torture, Evil Show, and Yujiro Takahashi. Oh, that would have been my second guess. It would have been, uh, my second guess would have been Evil and some other boring twats. Um, I mean, show did have charisma at one point. Yeah. The King of Pro Wrestling 2022 interim champion. He recently appeared in Australia. Who the fuck? I thought Suzuki had it. Uh, no, since the 25th of April, it has been this man. Shit, okay. Um, 
I don't know who's been to Australia lately. Uh, give me a faction. Los Singalonables de Japón. So I'm going to guess Despi. Oh, no, I wish. Not, not Despi. That's the wrong fucking faction. Um, is it? No. No, no it's not. the masked one in LIK. Yeah, yeah, Bushi. It's not Bushi. Not him. Uh, Hiromu, no. Uh, Sonata? No. It is... Shingo. Yep, Shingo. <laughs> I was running out of members. Shingo had a match against Sponsor at uh, PWA. Oh, that's... Go. That's right. I did see that. I did really good see... match. <laughs> I didn't actually see the match, but I saw that it happened. Yeah, And then shit. the other two championships to be determined, uh, IWGP Women's Champion crowned November 20th, and New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship to be crowned January 4th. Shit. Fuck. You, you're looking a lot like AEW here with all your, <laughs> your, <laughs> your feeder system championships in here. Jesus Christ. You know that we'll probably get Tama, Tamashi Openweight Tamashi Tag Team Championships as well Yep Speaking of which, have you seen the uh, Matches announced for Tamashi? Uh, no Okay, so uh, For Sydney We have uh, Okay We have opening match Jordan Allen Wright not sure who that is. Probably one of the uh, dojo students versus Unsocial Jordan. Sure. Uh, we also see Aaron Solo taking on Livebird Lucci. Uh, Matt Diamond and Robbie Eagles taking on Jake Taylor and Richard Malou. Right. Bad Luck Fale, Jack Bonza and Kenta versus Matt Rogers. Jude London and Paris De Silva. Crazy. Uh, Taiji Ishimori will verse Mick Moretti in the main event. Yeah. Uh, Michael Richards and Andrew Villabos will take on Ricky South and Caveman Ugg. And also announced Jeff Cobb versus Carter Dean. So a lot of uh, PWA getting work on this show. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, at least eleven PWA people, and not, that's not counting Robbie. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see November 13th. I won't be home to watch those, but once I get home, I can watch them. I mean, will you watch these shows? Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's, he's honest. He's honest. <laughs> I've never lied to you, humans. Never. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, I suppose anything else really to touch on? I've watched the PWA Let's Fucking Go tour. Right. That was pretty good. Uh, anything else, really? Um, I'm, we're, we're on the road to fucking Crown Jewel, and it looks like a banger of a pay-per-view, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we're going to have Lashley versus Lesnar, which I'm pretty excited about. 
We're gonna have fucking. We're gonna have match of the year, Omos versus Braun. We're gonna, yeah. There's some good matches. Uh, fucking Logan Paul, fresh off um his brother beating Anderson Silver in a boxing match. Wait, his brother bet Anderson. Jake Paul beat Anderson Silver, unanimous decision, and it was pretty legit, to be honest. And I won 50 bucks from it. <laughs> I put a bet on. I bet on Jake Paul. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good um, result then. When it... And then afterwards, Jake Paul called out Nate Diaz. Okay. Well, shoot your shot. <laughs> and then he called out Canelo Alvarez, the fucking cruiserweight champion of the entire world. All right, calm, calm down, Jake Paul. But I think WWE needs to capitalize on Jake Paul beating the greatest MMA fighter of all time, in my opinion, by having Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns. I don't hate it. The only problem is Roman's freaking record. Yeah, and I think... They need to fucking split these belts up or something. Either unify all the titles or split them up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think... uh, I think if they still had the two belts, it would be safe to put one of them on Logan. Yeah. But because they're both kind of the same thing now, because they're both with Roman now, uh, it's a bit harder to pull the trigger on Logan. But I think I think Logan's got it. Logan's got a huge future in it. I just I I just want to wait and see how committed he is in the future. Because I know he's got a boxing fight coming up in January. Uh, hasn't been announced who his opponent is yet, but the rumor is Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old fucking misogynistic dirtbag. But looks like it looks exactly like Ricochet, right? <laughs> I was going to say it looks like uh, Mr. 305. Oh, he looks like Pitbull and Ricochet had a baby. Um, yep. And then the last time Logan Paul was on SmackDown, he was hanging out with Ricochet, and I was like, they deliberately making him hang out with someone that looks exactly like Andrew Tate or what? <laughs> but anyway, uh, fucking Logan Paul, he's got a lot on his plate right now, so I don't know how committed he will be for the future. Um, where do you think like the the rumor is that Survivor Series is going to have some War Games matches on it War Games and you know the Bloodline's now got five people so you can do a five on five which is the classic Survivor Series thing teams of five strive to survive it's Survivor Series that's the the old catchphrase from the first Survivor Series, and then you chuck all 
all five of them in a War Games match against another five. Who? Yeah. Who do you pair up the bloodline against in War Games? That's a really, really, really good question. I mean, before this championship match, I probably would have said put Logan Paul as captain. Interesting. I mean, Drew? (sighs) I mean, Drew's been there and done that. Yeah, sort of. What what if it's Uh, fucking... What if it's a team of Bray, led by Bray, with, like, a Braun Strowman and a Karrion Cross and all the spooky cunts? Yeah, because what is I this, think, this white six or something going on? Yeah. Yeah, there's the rumour about that. The Uncle Howdy character that showed up on SmackDown was wearing the same earring that Bo Dallas wears, so the rumour is that Bo Dallas is behind the mask. Um, This character is really intriguing to me in the fact that I love it. I love Bray Wyatt coming out to the ring, cutting promos as a real person. The... The spooky part that cuts off the end of the promo, I'm not that big on. But yeah. we'll see where it goes. Uh, I love Bray Wyatt's new entrance music. It's badass. It's so badass. I love it. Man, I'm just trying to think who would I put in a War Games match from the main roster? Yeah, because you've got to do the bloodline versus someone. Now, I do, mean, do you do on. do you just grab a heap of individuals and put them against the bloodline, or do you find a stable or five people that are semi-linked? I mean, how many people are in the way? Gargano, Theory, Loomis. Oh, you've only got three members there. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, how many Owens? people's in Imperium? Oh, no, it's just three. <laughs> um, Adding I would... Kevin Owens, that's four. So you could do, like, um, so whatever tag team's next up for the belts. Like, oh, you could do the Brawling Brutes teaming up so you do, like, Ridge Holland, Pete Dunne, they're challenging the Usos. They're in a feud with the Usos. Yeah. And then you have Sheamus to combat Solo Sokoa. Then you chuck in Kevin Owens to combat Sami Zayn. And then you pick some top guy to combat Roman. Yeah, I don't hate it. Isn't that sort of how they did the classic Survivor Series? You'd have Hogan be his ca- uh, captain and he'd go and pick other people who were sort of yeah. challenging the other people on the other side, like yeah. rivalries already. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, the Heenan family versus Hogan's team. And say the Heenan family was like Andre, Haku, fucking Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. Hogan would be like, all right. To go up against Haku, 
I got the big boss man on my side and to go up against Mr. Perfect, I got Jake Roberts and to go up against Rick Rude, I got Ricky Steamboat or whatever. And yeah, I love that shit. I love that shit. Yeah. Especially if they do the old school like backstage promo of the five people just all screaming and yelling at the camera together. I love I love like old school Survivor Series promos. Oh, then, there's some good ones. With the because they'll probably have a women's one as well. I'm just trying to think who are you two? Do you do the two women's champs as captain against each other, or do you do like? Oh, I think uh, you do what like. Is it? Uh, can, was it damage, damage control? control. Get, I think you do damage control versus Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa, and then you chuck another couple of people in there too. So like, um, Liv is tag champs. <laughs> oh, they're damage control. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then you chuck in like, oh, uh, Liv has a feud with Sonya Deville right now. So you yep. chuck one of those on each side, and then you chuck fucking. Candice LeRae's probably going to feud with someone shortly, so chuck her on one side and someone else on the other. Which, by the way, I just want to say, for someone that gave birth in February, Candice LeRae looks ridiculous. Like, just insane transformation of the body. Just fucking go her. (laughs) Like, and, and it's not just like she looks good now. Oh, it's not like she ever didn't look good, but it's not like she just looks good. She moves great. And I'm not going to point the finger, but I've seen other women wrestlers come back from pregnancy and not move anywhere near as good as Candace is moving. And Candace has probably had the shorter of the pregnancy breaks of most women wrestlers I can think of. Yeah. Didn't Lacey Evans come back and then just disappeared to nothing? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I remember they were saying she came over drug addiction, she was a baby face. And, and then, then she was a heel again. Heel and it just killed her. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Just... What about Scarlet? Let's put Scarlet in war games. I mean, we saw what she could do with Avery at WrestleRock. Oh, fuck, I just realised. Fucking. When Gallows was saying he's going to get someone to combat Rhea. And it's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah, where has Charlotte been? She's been out for months, but she, like, originally left to get married. And to go on her honeymoon and stuff, but it's been months now. Like she, she was taken off TV like a month before Ric Flair's last match. Ric Flair has wrestled more recently than Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. Um. So I think we're gonna. So instead of chucking like Candice LeRae and blah 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 in that five versus five. You'll chuck Charlotte and Rhea on each side. 
And we're going to have another feud of death for Rhea Ripley because, as we were just saying just before, Rhea Ripley's really picking up steam. Here comes Charlotte. As <laughs> is the that. <laughs> as is the case for the majority of Rhea Ripley's main roster run, as soon as she gets any momentum, Charlotte's back, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Because I did um, see rumors about possibly Bianca and Charlotte at WrestleMania with Charlotte beating Bianca. I'm like, fuck, that's not going to go over well. Sure, let's do that. Yeah, and then the Charlotte other rumor wins. The other rumor is Ronda versus Becky for the SmackDown belt. That sounds better. I mean, that's a one-on-one match that hasn't happened yet. Has needed to happen. Where <laughs> is WrestleMania next year? Hollywood? Hollywood, baby! Hooray for Hollywood! Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was also talking to Warwick about this. What if? WWE is actually able to get The Rock for next year's Mania. Yeah. So you get Roman versus Rock. What do you do with Cody? Because Cody will reportedly be back at the Rumble. I think the obvious choice, now hear me out on this, is Cody versus Bray. Now... Do you remember when one Husky Harris was in NXT? I remember when he returned as Bray Wyatt and the fans chanted Husky Harris. Well, do you remember when he was (laughs) on season uh, three of NXT? I think it was season two, actually. It was season two. One by none other Michael McGillicuddy. But, um... What's he up to nowadays? (laughs) He's an agent backstage because I've seen him like break up backstage brawls on Roar and stuff. Um, well, Husky Harris had a pro. Husky Harris was a rookie. Each rookie had a pro. Do you remember who his pro was? No. It was Dashing Cody Rhodes because, haha, good looking guy and fat guy. Lol. I'm just looking this up now. <laughs> Your boy was a mentor to Titus O'Neil. Always ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also Titus O'Neil's like 10 years older than, than Zach Ryder. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking up some of these people. Uh, oh, my gosh. Michael McGillicuddy came second? Oh, he came second because, uh, yeah, we all remember who won. <laughs> Loki. Caval. <laughs> yes, Why Caval? Lo- I don't know. Uh, the former Loki slash, what was, what was the other one he was called in TNA? Senshi? Senshi. He had that name for a minute as well. Um, oh, my God. Do you, have you found who uh, Caval's pros were? I'm going to guess 
What year was it? Oh, gosh, this would have been 2011, 2012. So, cruiserweight type guy, maybe someone like uh, Chavo, maybe Kofi Kingston. Well, you're close because it was the dark bride, Michelle McCool, and Layla. Lay cool. (laughs) Why were they the pros? And they would like constantly cut backstage promos talking about how cute little little Cabal is. Look at how little he is. He's so cute. Oh god. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. So I think there's a natural story to tell with Bray and Cody. Yep. And you know, if you actually want to get real deep with it. What's Bray's real name? Uh, First name. Uh, Wyndham? Wyndham. Who did Dusty Rhodes feud with all the time? The Four Horsemen. Barry Wyndham? <laughs> Barry Wyndham and the Four Horsemen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, but okay. Yeah, no, but... um. <laughs> Alternative universe, the billing is Barry Windham, world champion, and the four horsemen. But yeah, like if you look back, um, Barry Windham got his first US title run from Dusty. Dusty beat Barry for the US title. Like they had a hell of a feud at one point too. Once Dusty was done with the Ric Flair thing, and Ric Flair moved on to Ricky Steamboat and Sting and all that, Dusty would feud with, like, Tully Blanchard and Barry Windham all the time. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of story they can tell that I know. Like, if Cody's not in the title match, that's probably the next best thing. Um, who is his... Like, his grandfather's one of the Blackjacks. His father's yeah. Mike Rotunda... Yep, IRS. RIS, yeah, yeah. Is there any other wrestlers in that family? Like, of course, Bo Dallas, but uh, anyone else? Um, not off, not uh, biologically, no. Okay. But I believe the reason why, um, I can't remember which way it goes, but either Mike Rotundo married Barry Windham's sister or Barry Windham married Mike Rotundo's sister. Ah, It's one of those two. So, like, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo aren't related by blood, but Bray Wyatt is related to Barry Windham. Barry Windham is, like, Bray Wyatt's biological uncle. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, suppose, and, uh, and if you recall, quick history lesson, the the first tag team champions at the very first WrestleMania, well, the team that won it at the first WrestleMania was the U... Oh, Benji. Benji had a few answers. No, it was not. It was not Coco Beware. Calm down. 
No, it wasn't the British Bulldogs. I know you like dogs. What um, do you mean it wasn't Iron Sheik? No, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov lost to the US Express at the first Oh, wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheeky baby. <laughs> Cheeky baby. I had the championship, Papa. I had the oh, championship, and I lost it to that no good US Express. The US Express with the Barry Windhams and the Mike Rotunda. Yeah, Barry ah, Windham so and Mike Rotunda were a tag team that won the t- titles at the first Mania. What was and you know what their theme music was, by the way? No. Their theme music was, I am a real American. What was Hulk using at the time, then? Eye of the Tiger, because he was in Rocky. Ah, okay. Yeah, which, imagine, like, a universe where Hulk Hogan still used Eye of the Tiger. Fuck. So good. Have you seen where WrestleMania's going to be the following year? Um, 24. I feel like I knew it, but I can't remember now. Isn't it going to be in, like, New York or something? Uh, Tri-state area, yeah. Jersey, Brooklyn. No, uh, coming to you from the city of extreme, Philadelphia. Oh, good. Good. So that's that's the year Sabu goes into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. ECW originals who are in the Hall of Fame. Rob Van Dam and the Dudleys? Yeah, that's about it. I, mean, I think WrestleMania 40, you put Paul Heyman in the Hall of Fame, right? In Philadelphia? Year, uh, what is it? Yeah, 40, Philadelphia. Yeah, put Heyman in. Yeah, I think that's... i have headline the class. I fucking would too. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking would because Paul Heyman's Hall of Fame speech? That's money. People want to see that. And even the stuff before he's booking... ECW, like if you've ever seen the Paul Heyman DVD, which I think now is on the network, yeah, uh, he talks about being a photographer at the MSG shows and how he got yeah. into wrestling. So there's all that side of it I, too. I'm a huge fan of like 1989 to 1991, like Paul E. with the Dangerous Alliance. Alliance. Man, I'd go, I'd go on about it all the time with his stable, fucking lead. By ravishing Rick Rude, who had the valet Medusa, with fucking young up-and-comer st- stunning Steve Austin, and then you had Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco as a tag team. What a fucking stable. Yeah. And then they oh, occasionally boy. threw Bobby Eden in there. Anyway, fucking put Paul Heyman so in gonna, the Hall of Fame. If you're going to induct Paul, like, which is a no-brainer, is there anyone else from ECW you would induct the same year? Um, Taz? Where's Taz? I'd love to see Taz go in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think it will. At least whilst he's still at AEW, I don't think that happens. I, I think they'd let him because they let Billy Gunn do that whilst he was under AEW contract. They let him... A whole lot of shit's happened since then, though. If you were to believe Tony Khan. Also true. 
Tony's um, a big fan of wrestling. I think he'd let him do it for one night. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like Sabu is an obvious one to put in that isn't affiliated with any company. Um, I know he's already in it, but yeah. I feel like Terry Funk deserves a solo induction. So I'm just looking at the um the Hardcore Wrestling Hall of Fame. Like, they put up banners at the ECW arena. We've got yeah. Rocco Rock, Terry Funk, Johnny Grunge, the Sandman, uh, let's see, Eddie Gilbert, Chris Candido, Todd Gordon, Sabu, uh, Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer's the, another one, but I just Blue don't Beanie. know. I'd 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 fucking throw the whole BWO in a Hall of Fame one year if I was them, but the Pitbulls. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Too cold, Scorpio. I I would, but I don't know if they see any. Like, let's be real. Hall of Fame's all about getting ratings and name value nowadays. I don't think there is any with Too Cold Scorpio. Shane Douglas. I mean, that'd be a big one. I just, I don't know if he'll ever do anything with the WWE ever again. Yeah. Dean Malenko. I mean, he's with AEW, so that'd be the, the same thing with Taz. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's gone in. Road Warriors have gone in. The last one here is uh, some television producer. So, like, the only one who's not on there who I would put on there would be Taz. Taz is a big one. Um, Sabu. Sandman. Sandman and Dreamer. Yeah, you like maybe even a Raven who went in the Impact Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, that's also a big, big name. That's a, yeah. A like the, from this list. There's your usual like big ECW names, which is Taz, Sandman, Raven, uh, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, they're they're the big five to go in. Um, I don't think Bam Bam Bigelow's in the Hall of Fame yet. Um, I, I'm positive I think we've he's had not. I think we've had this discussion before because we're talking uh, uh, WrestleMania main eventers. Yeah, That's and WF he won a Slammy Award in 1987 for best head. He does have a great head. <laughs> That's all he's got from the WWE, WWF. Yeah, yeah, top-notch head. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow, great head. Fuck. Yeah, he's double one entendres there. <laughs> he's probably one of the only WrestleMania main eventers apart from what, since 2000s onwards? I'm about to do something fucking mental here, all right? I'm going to go through every WrestleMania main event out loud. All right. Hogan and Mr. T versus uh, Piper and Orndorff. They're all in. Uh, Hogan versus King Kong Bundy, WrestleMania 2. King Kong Bundy, I don't think, is in. I can check. Uh, Hogan versus Andre. Yeah, they're they're both in. Bundy's not in. Bundy's not in. 
No. All right. Uh, Hogan versus Andre, both in. Savage versus DiBiase, both in. Savage and Hogan, both in. Hogan and Warrior, both in. Uh, fuck. WrestleMania 7. Los seven. Angeles Memorial. Slaughter and Hogan, both in. Yep. Oh, fuck. Here's a big one that hasn't gone in yet. <laughs> WrestleMania 8. Hogan versus Sid Justice. Yeah, put him in. Um, I would right, say rest, no. He's a two-time rest, champ. Put him in, for God's sake. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, almost every champ from the 90s and 80s is in. Um, all right. Uh, WrestleMania 8 we're on. All right, so WrestleMania, WrestleMania 9. 9. Hart and Yoko, they're both in. WrestleMania 10. Hart. Palace. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 10, Hart and Yoko. WrestleMania 11, Lawrence Taylor and fucking Bam Bam Bigelow. So the only WrestleMania main event to not have any Hall of Famers in it yet. You know who the special referee is in that main event? Oh, it was Mongo. Mongo was there, wasn't he? Uh, He was an enforcer on the outside. Listed here as a different person for special guest referee. I have no idea who it was. Payday Pat. Oh, of course it was. The God the Banana. Um, the God yeah, Banana. We, the God Banana. You know who was talking about you? Nobody. WrestleMania <laughs> 12. Hart and uh, H3K versus Bret Hart. WrestleMania 13. The Undertaker versus Sid Vicious. Um, WrestleMania 14, H3K versus Stone Cold. All right, 15, Austin versus Rock. 16, fuck, here we go. Rock versus Triple H versus Big Show versus Mick Foley and McMahon in every corner. Uh, WrestleMania 17, The Rock versus Austin. WrestleMania 18, Jericho versus Triple H. Jericho's another one they could put in at some point. WrestleMania 19, Lesnar versus Angle, WrestleMania 20, He Who Shall Not Be Named, Triple H and HBK, WrestleMania 21, that was Batista and Triple H, WrestleMania 22, that was Triple H and John Cena, WrestleMania 23, that was Shawn Michaels and John Cena, WrestleMania 24, Undertaker versus Edge, WrestleMania 25, Randy Orton versus Triple H, WrestleMania 26, the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 27. The Miz versus John Cena, WrestleMania 28. The Rock versus John Cena, WrestleMania 29. The Rock versus John Cena, WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 31. Technically, it's Brock versus Roman, but then Seth shows up. Uh, WrestleMania 32. Roman Reigns versus Triple H. WrestleMania 33. Fuck, here we go. WrestleMania 33. Orlando, Fuck. Florida. It's the uh, roller coaster. Poster. Yep. Death. Yep. Yep. <laughs> shit. Um, shit. Hang on. Let Do you want think. a hint? Yeah, yeah. Yep. No holds barred match. Two people. No holds barred. Uh, was it Seth versus Triple H? Oh, close. No. 
No. Another member of the Shield. I'll give you that hint. Oh, was it Roman versus Triple H? No, no. Roman is versing someone other than Triple H. Right. Okay. Oh, it's Roman and Brock. No, it's no, not. No. You've hit a roadblock here. Shit. Undertaker versus Roman because Undertaker takes his boots and gloves and hat off and fakes retirement during the right. match. Right. Okay. WrestleMania 34 is Brock and Roman. WrestleMania yep. 30, 35 is. I don't know that one either. Shit. That's MetLife in the shadows of New York. Oh, that's the um, women's triple threat Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte. Then yep. 36. Performance Center. <laughs> Fuck. I'll okay. take five at night. I think night one was main evented by by um the Boneyard and night two was main evented by Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Very good. <laughs> Both correct. Uh, All right, these, these two nighters are gonna fuck me up. <laughs> I'll accept either night, okay? We'll play WrestleMania two rules. Everyone's main event. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, WrestleMania 37, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Bianca versus Sasha. Night one. Yep. And night two, Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Yep. Uh, WrestleMania 38 in AT&T Stadium at Arlington, Texas. Okay. So uh, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. Yep, that's night one. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Uh, it's Roman and Brock again. Yep, very good. The, the only one you uh, had a misstep on was WrestleMania 33. Yeah, I know. I completely blanked on it. Yeah. I, I think I went too fast. I needed to slow down. No, <laughs> you had um, Seth and Triple H. It just wasn't the main event. Yeah. Yeah, I just Ninth couldn't... on the card of 13 matches. I just couldn't remember who Roman wrestled that year. I just... Yeah, completely blanked on it. Uh, yeah, once once the streak uh, the streak stopped, it sort of uh, it sort of becomes a bit fuzzy. But prior yeah, because because you say WrestleMania thirty three, and the only thing that comes into my head is the Hardy Boys came back. <laughs> yeah, do you remember yeah. what opened the show that year? Not on the pre-show, the actual first match on the pay-per-view. Fuck. Um, um, we're talking 33 here. Ooh, was that AJ versus Shane? <laughs> wow. So you do have a hidden talent like uh, Mr. Pollock from Post Wrestling who recently celebrated their fifth years of being independent. Fucking crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Any other matches you remember from that show then? WrestleMania 33. Yeah, Lesnar versus Goldberg. Banger. Yep. Uh, Jericho versus Kevin Owens. Uh, yes. Uh, shit. Um, oh, fuck it. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE title with maggots on the canvas. Yes. Uh, and also Randy Orton came out on a giant sperm. <laughs> Yes. Um, shit. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll do. That'll do. 
Yes, the uh, ever rememberable match of the six pack challenge for the Smackdown Oh, hang on, hang title. on, hang on. Nia Jax yeah. versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. It's not that year. Okay. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is in the other women's match. So Nia's in for the Raw match in a fatal four way against Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha. Right. One of these is not the four horsewomen. <laughs> uh, and then the SmackDown title that co-main evented in a six-pack challenge, Naomi uh, versus Lexa, Becky, Carmella, Mickey James, and Natalia. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, the Hardy Boys come back to defeat Gallows and Anderson, <laughs> Sheamus and Cesaro, and Enzo Amore and Big Cast. Right. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, pre-show, Mojo last eliminates Jinder Mahal after help from Gronk and the women's security guard decide to kick out Gronk until the camera cunt told her, hey, Fucking stop that. Crazy. <laughs> uh, N- uh, Nia Jax defeated Alexa Bliss for the women's title the next year at WrestleMania. Uh, I-, I remember a really fucking great storyline they did with Alexa Bliss bullying Nia Jax about her weight and Nia Jax actually somehow becoming a likeable baby face. Yeah, it's not very often that would happen. No. Ah, oh, uh, shit, man. Craziness. Yeah. I suppose this has been pretty fun. fun uh, I yeah, just start testing. Testing. I thought I would be able to nail it. I completely fucking blanked on 33. Fuck you, Taker and Roman. <laughs> uh, Alex is uh, taking off his uh, jacket now, leaving his <laughs> boots in the office as he exits. <laughs> Kiedis will be doing the podcast next week, it seems. Yeah, it's his yard now. <laughs> yeah, he has to stand in the office waiting to talk for 15 minutes while he gets booed, and then he just says, it's my yard now. And then walks away. <laughs> uh, and they didn't turn him heel after that. <laughs> no. Uh, I will say, by the way, this past week on SmackDown, the fucking promo with the Bloodline, man, they're firing on all cylinders. They're so great, man. And Sami Zayn, yeah, Sami Zayn cracked up the entire fucking stable. When, he's, when he said to Jey Uso, oh, you're not acting very oozy. <laughs> and, like, Roman, fucking Jay, Jimmy, Solo, Paul Heyman all started cracking up laughing. Uh... And, and then at one point, fucking Sammy gets Jay so angry that Jay just goes, and Sammy said, oh, Roman said this, and then Jay says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants. And the fact that Roman Reigns has developed his character to a point where Jay Uso can say that, and the entire crowd gasped in unison, it was fucking incredible. Honestly. I love, yeah. I love that, and I love that Uso has already been added to Urban Dictionary, defined as to be cool. Not <laughs> to not be like Jay. Jay isn't being very oozy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, I said this in a group chat with Warwick that Sami Zayn, hear me out on this, is this generation's Mick Foley. In terms of he is a heel in a heel faction, but everyone in the world has sympathy for Sami Zayn. Just like Mick Foley was a heel hanging out with the corporation, begging Vince to be his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yet everyone loved Mick Foley, even then. Like, there's just... And there's a certain, like, dynamic between Sami Zayn and Roman that hasn't been seen since Mankind and The Rock. There's just a very rock and sock vibe to Sammy and Roman. And, you know, maybe if Roman Reigns' title reign wasn't so fucking long already, perhaps if he was only on a three-month title reign, perhaps you put the belt on Sammy. Yeah. 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 So, like, some of my favorite things in wrestling right now, it's Sami Zayn, man. It's Sami all over the shop. So good. Ah, man. I suppose, uh, from there, anything else you want to touch on? Man, this was just meant to be us, like, just catching up off air, but we just decided to record it because fuck it. (laughs) Um, It's our chance to get some content out, humans. Yeah. Um, nah, I, I'm at Fruity as Alex on all the socials. <laughs> socials? <laughs> on the soch. On the soch. Uh, you can fi- find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS, Instagram, Twitter, search us up on Facebook. And you can find Chris at. at I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. Come tell me why Alex's dog is being a goober when we record. Fucking goober. <laughs> it's his yard now uh you can catch wrestling all style podcasts for free on soundcloud google podcast podbean spotify stitcher tune in uh or using the rss feed found the show notes below to add to your favorite podcast choice including apple nothing left to say but good day and we'll speak to you next time i guess
damn, I was about to name every Bound for Glory main event. Okay, bad luck. <laughs> and it looks like we've been given a... Oh, fuck off, I can't do that. Draft. I can't do it. No more, he says. <laughs> He's signaling for the substitution. Throw in the towel. <laughs>